listening to ABQ Central. Well, to be fair. 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 With your host, Van Nunley. <laughs> All right, this is going to be so good. And Fred Slow. I am the cream The cream of the crop. 95.9 FM, 610 The Sports Animal. And talkabq.com. Turn it up. Turn it up. It's Wednesday. You know what that means. Huh? What does that mean? The boys are here. Ah, the boys are here. Programming note, we're here till 7. Ooh. Programming note. A program, you're going to skip out to watch your Dodgers or your Cardinals. Yeah, all right, first of all, Vitaly, you just put yourself on that one. <laughs> Freudian slip. That No topes tonight? I need you to just stop. There's no... Vital, look at look at the schedule again. There's no topes. If no, that was last week. If is any, it, there's no Wednesday night football. Nope, that's tomorrow night. Okay. If there's a single, there's no Brazilian beach volleyball that's going to cut into there, our show. I wish there wasn't because I will allow that. I saw a Brazilian hot air balloon this morning, and we'll get to that in just a moment. If there's a single friend of the show out there that thinks we're talking anything that's not St. Louis Cardinals baseball today, we got three hours though. Yeah. Three glorious hours of St. Louis Cardinals baseball exclusive content. I'm going to break down the history of the team, the logo, all of the stadiums they played in, their rich playoff history, their 11 world championships, what they're going to do to the Dodgers tonight. The same thing my stepdad did to me growing up. What I'm going to do here is I'm going to put one headphone on yes, and one headphone off. You look very Because cool. when you say we're doing Cardinals for three hours, I want to hear out the window all the radio dials changing at the same time. All right, we'll do traditional <laughs> Albuquerque sports talk as I will try to sprinkle in as much St. Louis Cardinals baseball talk as possible as my boys are taking on the Los Angeles Dodgers of Loserville tonight, and we will we will cover that in full. Before we cover that in full, I will be Fred Slow, and I will be with you for the next three hours alongside me, my very best playoff friend, Van Nunley. So until we hang out later with star of TV and radio, Brandon Ortega, yes. who is a Dodgers fan, yes, I'm a big Cardinals fan. Thank buddy. you. I'm rooting for you. That's very kind. You guys are going to win. I deserve this. You really, it's going to be a beautiful game. Yeah. I, I'm saying 17, 18, nothing Cardinals. I think. But when we're done with the show and we're hanging out with Brandon, yeah. it's, I mean, Dodgers are going to win. 17, 18 is not hyperbole, though. That's Max Scherzer is going to shut them down. He's gonna, probably going to throw a no-hitter tonight. Probably. How about the fact you got a Wainwright, 40 years old, going against Scherzer, who's 37? How about the fact that Michael Vital is a producer and he accidentally called me a Dodgers fan? Vital? Yes. <laughs> 40 is super young, Vital. He's got his whole life ahead of him. He's not he's, Tom Brady. He's just in it. He's, this is barely his first career, Vital. He could change his life. He could do anything with the rest of his life. He's not depressed at all whatsoever. He hasn't made a series of bad decisions. Are we talking about he's Uncle not, Charlie? He's not, like, scared of what's going to happen. Are you throughout describing the rest yourself? Of oh, wait. <laughs> Whoops. Sorry. Am I projecting? Gosh. Oh, okay. Never mind. We're talking about Adam Wainwright. That's let's, so, let's, do, let's do Wainwright talk. That's so intimately dark. I'm sorry. I, I, I opened up too fast. I didn't care for that. I'm they sitting. get a new Mike Sock, and look what happens. The, you, well, yeah, Mike Sock. Hashtag Mike Sock. So, Michael, how far are you from me right now? Really? Like six feet, maybe? Uh, eight. Eight feet? I'd say eight. Is it not? Eight a, with a glass pane. And what color would you describe this polo that I'm wearing? Uh, Redbird's red. Yes. Same you, as your face. 
when you got called a Dodgers fan. Yeah, angry. You got red. heated real fast. Heated. And I'm like, I'm I wear white guy clothes every day. I wear like button ups. Yeah. I wear like like a nice pair of shoes. Yeah. And either some like some nice like nice jeans. Like I look good every day. Today I'm slumming in a St. Louis Cardinals polo because my boys are about to beat up on the Dodgers. Yeah, I didn't notice who you were at first. I was like, oh my god, is that like the bench trainer for the Cardinals? That's what. It, yeah, that's what you thought. Yeah. I feel like I should be on the golf course. Is he the assistant to the intern in the athletic training department for the St. Louis Cardinals? Because that's what you look like today. Just called the assistant intern. It's not assistant to the intern. <laughs> well, there's an intern, and then the intern gets an assistant. Yeah, it's the assistant intern. You have a director, and then you have an assistant director. What do you? I would also accept deputy intern. Okay, today's varsity is the varsity of subtitles. Okay, okay. so that's All today's right. varsity. So catch that at the end of the program. Today's varsity is the varsity of subtitles, okay? Nice. What was that one with Sean Connery? What was the name of his sub? His sub? Ah, Red October. Oh, Red October. <laughs> yeah, okay. Ben, I thought you meant like at a Quiznos. B, oh, BMT? You think <laughs> it's like a BMT? A, the special. Can I have special, the MI6, please? That's a Sean Connery special. B, do you know what BMT stands for at the subway? Are you familiar with this? Um, the Italian BMT, are you familiar? No, I'm, I haven't been familiar with like over a decade. Okay. Do, would you like to venture one guess, or would you like me to just tell you? Baloney. What, what the Subway BMT stands it's for. It's baloney. It's not. Motarella. That's still not correct? No. Nope. And T. Because you get a T on the side. <laughs> sweetened or unsweetened. That's not what it stands for at oh. all. It's very incorrect. Baloney, mozzarella, and iced tea. All right, let's do this. Hey, mozzarella is that's like sheep face, right, Vital? Mozzarella. No, not mozzarella. Mozzarella. It's Mo different. Say let that me, word again. Let me let me see if I'm saying mozzarella. Nope, no, like nope, a, nope. Like a car that's on a rail, like a train. Are you describing a train? Because that's close to the answer. Hold on, I got you. Of what the Italian BMT is. Okay, it's pork. It's weird cuts of pork. You just it's, said that moments it's ago. Fancy mortadella. Mortadella? Mortadella. I haven't had any Tadella yet. It's How could like, I have more? It's got like olives and chunks of stuff in it. It's like fancy bologna. Like it's, olive loaf. It's fancy Italian bologna. Are you talking about pickled loaf? So a BMT is bologna, fancier bologna, and an iced tea. So that's incorrect. That's not? Okay, what does it mean? It actually stands for the Brooklyn Manhattan Transit, named after the subway system in New York, BMT. Huh. So ah. Yeah, who knew? i tell you what, I win trivia nights. I win trivia nights. Went to the Balloon Fiesta this morning. Are you guys familiar with this thing? Oh, that's what the B stands for. Balloon Fiesta. <laughs> Balloon Fiesta. More green chili. So I went out there this morning. And have you guys Tacos. been? You've been. Have you guys been to this? Oh, I love it. Don't miss it. Oh, yeah, for a long time. Okay. So it's at or near the Is great. Is there a strainy order up? Yeah, can you, you can, go? You can start going again? Go again? You can, how long was it? I haven't it? gone in about three years. So it was almost so it was three hate, years. Because I hate crowds now. Well, Three-year restraining order. I tell you, the Wednesday morning, yeah. uh, whatever today was, crowd with like kind of iffy weather, not so bad. Not oh, so really? bad, the crowd today. Huh. Had a lot of fun out there. So I went out there, um, went with friend, a couple friends of the show, so we had a lot of fun with that. Christy Kim, who one, runs the Lobo Theater, and Joel Loeveno, who runs the Albuquerque Art Park. Just two of my favorite people. At or near the top. And we experienced the balloon fiesta. Oh, I went with my lady. Oh, yeah, I brought my lady. How sweet! And it, so we get there like super early. We get there like four thirty or whatever. And I was like, 
a zombie up until that point. But it was like the second I passed through, like the sir, we you know, sir, we really need to check your bag. I I don't know why you're putting up a struggle with this, sir. Sir, it's it's posted here. Sir, we need to check your bag, sir. And then I took my AirPods out and I was like, oh no problem. Oh, yeah, I so, see. So anyway, so after I made my way in, I was just an energized immediately with like balloon fiesta air. It was like an energy like swam over me. Oh, the energy. Yes. Not the actual air. No, I didn't smell propane. Is that what you're asking? It's the same air. <laughs> yeah, it's just like propane-y. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and normally I walk around and people are like, God, you're full of a lot of hot air. But it was like actually there was more in the area mm. from okay. from the balloons. So anyway, just had a, a blast this morning. Did we put any stuff on social media of that? No? Okay. We will, I will. So everything at Talk ABQ, mm. I'll put my balloon Fiesta experience up. And then I'll have to ask my lady if she wants to be part of the radio world yet because we haven't really had that professional conversation. Okay. So it'll either be just me and you'll think it's weird I went by myself. Since this is a professional <laughs> Instagram page, do, yeah. you, do we have to get something in writing to put people or just a verbal okay? Are we blue checked yet? Uh, we will be soon. Okay. Can't tell you why. We'll be soon. We will be soon. What do you mean you can't tell me why? Like, you know the reason why, but, yeah, you re- but you're refusing to tell. Ain't nothing but a heartache. What? Ain't nothing but a mistake? Tell me why. Okay. Yeah. that's You're welcome. What are you doing? <laughs> you can't trap me into giving you the answer you want. That's- I run our Instagram. Just let me just let me do the ins and outs. Hey, I just learned by tell I is the new we. Like, what? <laughs> like we send me what pictures you want to post i would uh, deal <laughs> so so we're here all day uh, we got a fun fulfilled one so when are we back from the break so we'll take a break by the way didn't mention it should have this is abq central by the way didn't mention it juan's auto care hotline call your boys 505-246-0610 we got some periods where you can't call your boys yeah do not call between 4.30 and 5. Why? If, if you try to call that time, the phone line will be busy because one Dontrell Moore will be joining us on the program. Oh, we're so fortunate. Yeah, to we're going to have a lot one. of fun with that. What a legend. Recently inducted into the Lobo Ring of Fame. Ring of Honor, Ring of Fame. I think it's uh, Hall of Honor. That, okay. Is that right, Vitel? I want to say that the it's Ring of Honor. It's Ring of, ring of Honor. It's Ring of Honor. Which is a pro wrestling organization. You burning Ring of Honor. It's it's a ring of fire. Oh, whoops. Yeah. Because you go down to the burning ring of honor. No, I think you had it right. So we're going to talk to Dontrell about that. Uh, obviously, we'll spend at or near the first half of the interview talking about how cool it is for him personally and professionally to be inducted. And then uh, hopefully he tells us how to fix the Lobos because I have tried suggesting everything. I got a good idea. Okay. Save it for the Suit him up. Put, put, I don't think He's he is. still young, got fresh legs. Doesn't have eligibility the way you think he does. Well, you just give him someone else's name. Albert Pujols? You're yeah. going to treat him like Albert Pujols? Yeah. I'm talking Miguel Tejada stuff. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't hate this plan. So he will be with us from 4.30 to 5. And then immediately following him, Josh Fournier, who's a local comedian and is at or near the funniest dude I know in town. So he's he was part of the – do you remember X amount of weeks ago? Now, I guess a couple months, we were part of the Kenny Thomas stand-up – not stand up. The roast. The roast. Yeah. And we, anyways, he performed at that. Uh, I, I fell in love instantly with his stylings and his, his clever evite. I don't know if that's a word. And, and he's going to be in the program. He's got a 
show tonight in Old Town. Oh, nice. So he's going to promote that. Obviously, we're skipping it. We're going to watch St. Louis Cardinals baseball. Yeah, sorry, buddy. But he has a world of talent. And he's very funny, and he speaks sports. So we're going to have him in. That's going to go nice. super well. We'll do that from 5 to 5.30. And then, obviously, Cardinals at Dodgers. There's Urban Meyer updates. Jalen Smith sucks because linebackers don't matter. Have I talked to you about this? You have ad nauseum. Well, but here's a great opportunity for you to do it again. Uh, Kyrie Irvin is actually a martyr. He's going to die on the cross. And I'm going to tell you what, I kind of respect it. I think it's dumb. We'll get to that. But we will get to it. Today's varsity is the varsity of subtitles. Subtitles. Which I'm super into. Sweet. Updates throughout the 6 o'clock hour is that is when the first pitch of the baseball game is tonight. Michael, did I miss anything in the opener? No. ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Here's the pitch. And he swings and drives one to center field and deep. Gardner going back, looking up. Goodbye, home run, Xander Bogarts. 2 nothing Red Sox. Here's a smash to left. High and deep. And this one is off the top of the wall. Just missing a home run. Judge into third. He's being waved around. Bogarts relayed to the plate. And he is out. What a mistake by Phil Nevin, who's done that before in this ballpark. Wow. Can't believe he sent him with one out. Both those calls, compliments to the Red Sox radio network. Oh, my God. Third base coaches are so important. Why didn't you put the calls from the Yankees broadcast, for chance? <laughs> Why don't we want to hear from the Yankees broadcast? Well, uh, we opened up the Quans Auto Care Hotline, and caller Tommy is joining us. Tommy, friend of the show, welcome. Yeah, hey, guys. Yeah, that was painful Painful to see Judge being sent that way. Again, base coaches, you, you, what you taught in baseball, listen to your base coach. Um, even though when I played, I sometimes would listen to him. Sometimes I'd just go, and it just depends on the situation. But uh, they did the, the, the two – or I call it the three-five rule that wasn't in effect. If you give up three runs or less a game, you're going to win. If you score five runs or more a game, you're going to win. The Yankees didn't either. There are no excuses. They don't deserve to win. So that's that's as much as I'll say about that. And I just don't like what Aaron Boone said in this press conference. Again, this is why I want him gone. When he said, well, all these other teams have caught up with us. Dude, they caught up with us five years ago, four years ago, six years ago. You haven't won a World Series in 12 years. So... That's why he, he's just kind of out of touch with things. And he also thinks that just because the more money you spend, the better you should be. That's not necessarily the case anymore. But, you know, Boston's a good job. You, you got it done. That's all that matters. And a prediction for tonight's game, since I know that you guys are pressed for time. What's the color of the Cardinals? Red, correct? That is correct, Tommy. And they are on fire right now, correct? That is also correct, Tommy. So guess what? Big win. I'm thinking the Cardinals, since I want to go with the hot hand like you do in poker. Love they that. got the hot hand. Uniforms are red. Color of fire is red. They're going to win tonight. They're going to win 6-4 to four tonight. RIP to the New York Yankees and Tommy's fandom. Tommy, thank you for calling the show. We'll, we'll be back. We always, we will, you know, rebuild, we, we reload. But they, they got to look at Cashman, too. There's a lot of things they need to look at in the offseason. Yeah. Tommy, thank you. We are gathered here today to celebrate the New York Yankees and the shared fandom of Yankee Nation across the country. The New York Yankees survived by the Boston Red Sox as they will go on to face the favored, much favored, Tampa Bay Double Rays of Sunshine State Stadium. 
gone too soon. I remember the first time I met the Yankees. <laughs> I was just a boy. They were the big kids on the block, and they played like it. I was still in my knickerbockers at that time, <laughs> which R was the accustomed style of the day. R.I.P. New York Yankees. Oh, man. 2021. When, when Judge comes around second there, and it's like a one-hopper to, uh, was it Bogarts? Is that who's in the outfield there? Bogarts, I was, uh, uh, Bogarts Verdugo, was the relay. Verdugo, Verdugo, Verdugo. Verdugo to Bogarts. So Verdugo has it, like it's touching the leather. He has it in his leather. And they're like, go, go home. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, these are Major League Baseball players with Major League arms. That is a relay, relay that would be made 10 out of 10 times. In their home stadium. Where they know all the bounces. All of the bounces. And, like, there were some laser beams hey, hit off these Yankee bats. If they score on that one. Which they didn't. They didn't. If that Stanton homer was in Yankee Stadium instead of Fenway and it went out of the park, still just two runs. It's 6-4 instead of 6-2. So you still lost. You're not. Yankee Nation, don't blame it on a high fence. Don't blame it on a third base coach. That throw by some... Bogarts was right on the money. Though. Oh, my God. That... A very good baseball player. Of course he's going to throw it to the right spot. Hey. <laughs> like, hey. Don't see him in a carnival game. Don't. A Yankee fan, don't blame this on Giancarlo Stanton. Don't blame this on Phil Nevin, third base coach who made a horrible call. Don't blame it on Aaron Boone for not getting his guys ready for the game. Blame it. On the guy who makes over $36 million a year. Cole 45. Cole 45. Blame it on him. Because this is what he gets paid $36 million for, is to win you the one-game scenario. It's not to post. The wild card. The game seven. That's why you pay him the big bucks. You got three earned runs and two innings pitched for a guy that makes $36 million. How about Yankee pitcher seven walks, and that meant four runners, Red Sox runners, Getting the home plate. Good. Seven walks. Hey, those the freebies. Like, they lost by four. They lost by the number that Vital just said. Like, all they get. Here's, here's playoff baseball. You don't give them extra outs and you don't give them base runners. That's literally the most simplistic approach to playoff baseball. That's it. The teams that do less of that, they win more. Everyone who got walked scored. And by everyone, I mean four of seven. And Garrett Cole, who puts up a 13.5 ERA and. How many strikeouts did he have? I'm being serious. Three? Was it just three? Just three. Three. You know what you're expected to do at that level? All-star? On that judge, though. So when judge is coming around third and he gets just, what is the best, like, verbiage when you're out by a country mile at home? You're out by a country mile okay. at home? He's out by a country yeah. mile at home. A nautical mile. He's, He's out, out by three Aaron judges. Yep. Yeah. But, he, but he looked Aaron back. Judge could have laid down. Do you notice three how times. he looked back when he rounded third? Like, uh, how He's much like, time are do I have? Serious? And then is it so? Joey Gallo's up after that, right? So then, because he was coming, yeah. So Stanton hits it. Gallo's up, and Gallo ends up flying out to left center. And here's the thing: if you got runners on the corners uh -huh. with one down, <gasps> that's a run. Isn't that crazy? Huh. And you're not pitching yeah. to Gallo the same way if you have runners on the corners, right? Like, in, in dare I say, in that position, dare I say, do you even consider, like, low and outside, low and outside, low and outside? Let's get, 
let's get to uh, whoever's after him, Torres. Like, do you? I think you even consider it. Yan- Yankees legit played bad baseball for the reasons you just mentioned, and they went away from their milieu. They went away from their bread and butter, which is being patient, waiting for good pitches to hit. They were down early in the count against Eovaldi almost every at-bat. He's very good. Well, he's good, and he's better in the playoffs. I want to show you something. Please Pull show up me that something. box score. Okay, I got it up. New York Yankees, zero walks, 11 strikeouts. The Yankees are walk machines all year. They get into hitters' counts all year. Vital, do we have a caller? Am I reading this wrong? Yeah, we do. It's Orlando. Oh, I'm sorry, Orlando. If if Vital told me, I didn't hear it, and I wasn't trying to keep you on hold. Welcome to the program, friend of the show, Orlando. How's it going, guy? Doing good, uh, and I apologize again, friend. Hard, hardcore Dodger fan. I know uh, you're a uh, St. Louis Cardinals fan. Let's see if Pujols can come back and haunt his old team. Oh, I would hate um, that. I would hate that so on, much. On that note, uh, Kershaw rest in peace because I think he's done should have been done a couple of years ago anyway uh avid yankee hater so thanks for doing what you just did on the yankees <laughs> watch practically the whole game i think they pulled Garrett Cole a little early he had given up the three earned runs but it was just two innings most starters during the regular season get to stay in but anyway neither here nor there they got their ass beat i loved it um i think the dodgers will win tonight six four unlike the previous yankee uh fan was saying. Uh, but uh should be a good game. Uh, two good starters, two good teams historically, good rivalry. Are are you like me, Orlando? Do you have a playoff? Fan. Hey. I heard Jalen Smith was cut. Hey, and we are, Orlando, we are losing you, and I apologize. Yeah, but it sounds like a maybe sprint is the issue there. Yeah, I think he was going to mention Jalen Smith, and we'll go into length about that in yeah. the final hour. Which, I mean, I'm excited about going into length about we that. We got all NFL final hour. It is all NFL final hour, less Kyrie Irving in the varsity. You want to talk football with the boys, 6-7, to seven, give us a call. And also, like many updates from the Cardinals and the Dodgers, is I will have a microphone in my face, but it's mostly going to be me with my face in the TV. Kers- okay, Kershaw to his point. Ligament done. Uh, forearm tightness, that means UCL, that means Tommy John surgery. But his skill set Repo- is his skill set is so timeless. Reported today, Kershaw did not suffer ligament damage. Keep no going. damage. Yep. Just forearm tightness. Yep. Okay, so there could be a chance that he could be on the playoff roster. Expected to need Tommy John. Expected to need Tommy John, though. Yes. Even though there's no tear, still expected yes. to need Tommy John. Yeah. Okay. Just so you had the latest. Kershaw. Yeah, I didn't see that this afternoon. Kershaw's skill set is so timeless, and he's so good. He does not need to throw 95 anymore to be an effective pitcher. He could take Tommy John, take a year off, and come back and still, he's not going to be the dominant Kershaw, but he could still be a middle-of-the-rotation guy and win you a bunch of games during the regular season, eat up a bunch of innings. He's going to be just fine. I know we got to grab a break because we got to get Dontrell. He's done on the Dodgers. Yeah. and Well, here's the thing, though. He's not. I, I, almost, I wanted to say, yeah, you're totally right. He's not done because he's 33. Well, contract's so, up. Sure. You think Dodgers are going to pay Dodgers money for a guy who's not going to play for a year and a half? I do think they're going to pay him one year's worth of money for medicine and rehab. I do think that. Yeah? Because I think they'll want to keep him in their hot, their doctor system. They'll want to keep him in the program. They'll want to be able to watch him. And then they'll say, hey, if it works out for you, cool, we'll pay you. 
Like if you follow everything and you're doing the checklist and taking all the steroids that we claim we're not giving you and you're doing it the right way, then I think that's how they do it. He don't need money. He's gotten two big money contract extensions already. You're correct. He, but he's only 33, and in today's age, only 33 is your prime. Like, pitchers go until, who's going, 37 to 40? Is that where we're going tonight? Your ex-dude, Lance Lynn, didn't get good until he hit early 30s. Miles Miklas right now. Miles Miklas, yeah. There's a grip of him. Dontrell Moore is joining us after the break. I'm not sure if we're calling him or he's calling us. We're calling him. That's back of the house stuff. We'll figure it out. It's ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. We're going to add another name up there, and it's a... That's a great football player. It's well-deserving. Um, I don't think he got as much credit as he deserved when he was here. Uh, we're going to add Dontrell Moore to the Ring of Honor. Um, between him and Bobby Santiago and Don Perkins, uh, we've had some unbelievable running backs in this program. And he's, he's one of the greatest, if not the greatest. Ooh. Ooh. What does he mean, one of? Get out of here with your one of. The fighting coyote himself, Dontrell Moore, joins the program. Welcome, Dontrell. How are you? Uh, I'm well. Thanks for having me, gentlemen. I get a little chuckle about that, too, so I appreciate it. But uh, I'm well. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, you settle a bet. for. All right, me and Van are fighting. I don't know if you were listening to the opening of the show, but we're fighting. So we need you to settle something for us. All right, go ahead. Is it the Hall of Honor or the Ring of Honor? God, I want to say I like both of you guys. Who said the Ring of Honor? I, I think it's the Ring of Honor, but Van thinks it's the Hall of Honor. I've seen both. So, so Van would be accurate when oh. it happened when I was inducted in 2018 into the Hall of Honor, um, which is the University of New Mexico Hall of Honor. What I am now currently about to be inducted in is the University of New Mexico Football Ring of Honor. Ah, see? So, there we go. Classic Dontrell Moore, everybody wins. <laughs> I love that mess around. Dontrell, you own at or near 20 records for the university. Which one is your favorite and why? Oh, man. Um, I The one that's my favorite is the one that is a national record, and there's only seven in college football history, which would be the 1,000 yards uh, four straight years. That's um, so sweet. There's only been seven in the history of NCAA football, uh, FB, you know, FBS, all that stuff. So I think that's – you said why, and why would be because longevity – uh, consistency, uh, being able to persevere, um, tore my ACL up in the bowl game my junior year, and everyone thought I was done and would never play. was able to come back my senior year, win conference MVP, and get 1,300 yards and, uh, you know, make it four straight years. So it's definitely that one, gentlemen. All right, Dontrell, which picture are you going with Good outside of the stadium? Good question. Is it an action shot? Is it a glamour shot? What, how are you rolling? So, you know, let me, let's kind of talk about that. And it might be a sour subject, but so <laughs> on the outside of the stadium, myself and Robin Cole were already up there in 2007. I was up there for seven years and then randomly in the middle of the night, I was taken down and Robin Cole stayed up. And then that's when they added the other three. So that is something entirely different. This is going to be on the inside of the stadium in the ring of honor where Erlacher went up in 13, Terrence Mathis went up in 17 and then Bobby Santiago uh, Don Perkins and Mike Williams are already up there. So that is a whole other subject for another day. I was up there for seven <laughs> years, Rob McCole and I, and they took it down. I have my reasons and my, uh, you know, rumor veal, um, but I don't know that I'll, I'll say that now. I just feel like I should be up there with the greats as well because I was, and 
Robin's still up there, so I should still be up there, but not sure what happened with that, but this is something entirely different. Hey, that's the elite kind of journalism you could expect here from Van and Fred at ABQ Central. <laughs> getting, getting something wrong and then putting it on the shoulders of our guest. Listen, I, I have broad shoulders. Too much is given, much is required, so I got your back, gents. I got My your back. Man. Uh, if you visit helpyourboys.com, which is our website, <laughs> Help Your Boys, B-O-I-S, I'm currently setting up a change.org, and I'm asking for signatures to get Don Moore replastered across the outside of University Stadium. That's my plan. That's my that's my fixation for the fall. So, Don we will get a photo shoot. We'll do many angles, many like filters, you will look the part. Um, I'm excited for where this is going to go. Listen, I, I challenge you to go all in on that and see what happens. Because <laughs> <laughs> the reality is that's that's, a ha- that's probably going to how that's probably that's what's going to make it happen again, right? I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's it's crazy. It would be a petition and get it signed, and people say, hey, let's get him back up there. Um, but nonetheless, you know, it, it's crazy to think about you know starting it from Roswell High and then making the decision to stay close to home, being a Pred All-American, and then making the decision to stay close to home so my mom could catch every single game and she never missed a home game for four years. Oh, I love that. Oh. And that was super important to me uh, when people ask, ah, why did you choose Mexico? Um, that was a huge reason for me. And so now, you know, here's the culmination of all that hard work, all that amazingness. Um, and, again, here's the way I look at it, humbly. And if you, I, I think you guys – hope you guys would accept this humbly – I feel as though the accolades and, the, and, the, and the, the winnings and the team success that we had while I was there, along with the individual success, should be ring of honor on the inside and my 100th yeah. uh, picture on the outside still, right? So, you know, that's just how I feel, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Dontrell Moore joining us, and I'm going to ask you a tough one, Dontrell. I want you to answer from the heart, okay? okay. My name is Dontrell Moore, and I identify as a what? Are you a color commentator? Are you a football player? Are you a are you a family man? Like, how does Dontrell Moore identify? Great question. Oh man. So, Don. So, being a football player, being a football player, never defined who I was. It just defined what I did. Love that. And that's and that's crazy that that's still um, still relevant to this day. Um, I'm. Gosh, that's that's a really good question. I'm gonna try to. Answer that in five seconds. Let me let me pause. <laughs> and why? And why you do? I'll run your accolades while you're doing it. Yeah, you think about the answer. We're gonna say all of your records. Most Stop. rushing touchdowns. Most rushing touchdowns in a season in a career. And 100 yard games. And 100 yard games for a career. I'm gonna. I'll run out of breath. There's so many records. Dontrell Moore joining us, who obviously is alongside our best friend in all of professional broadcasting, Rob Portnoy. Uh, Dontrell Moore, I just asked you, how do you identify when you introduce yourself to people? And you said, a God-fearing man who loves his family and still has the competitive edge that he had when he was seven that took him all the way through all of his accolades and all of the success that he encountered as, a, as an athlete. Love that. Coach Coach G also gave you an honor at the beginning of this season. He unretired your number and gave it to a passionate young man. What? what yeah. How's that feel? You know, that was really cool. I'll be honest. There, there was there was some negative publicity that kind of came with that negative media stuff. And Coach Gon did a great job of connecting with Mr. Dumas and myself, and just kind of he explained to me kind of what happened. Um, the kid said something, and it was kind of spun out of out of you know proportion. And um, and it, 
I, I talked to the kid and said, listen, here's the reality. Whether you meant it this way or did not, I hope that you outdo everything that I did in that jersey. Because the reality, oh. gentlemen, is if he outdoes Dontre Moore in that jersey, then the University of New Mexico is better for it. And I, and I, and I firmly and wholeheartedly believe that because I'm a logo at life and always have been and always will be. So um, the reality about my number, though, however, is people have worn it for years. Um, and that's what people didn't really – Understand, because you know Bobby Santiago's was never worn, Erlacher's was never worn, but for some reason mine always was. And people are like, "Well, that, that that's weird," you know. Um, you know, I feel like at this point the numbers should be one of those numbers that you know how Coach Gonzalez is doing it with Bobby Santiago and Brian Erlacher, where it's like they have to earn it and they have to be with somebody who you know you feel is going to be a special talent and 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 then paying homage that way as opposed to just anybody being able to get it. But again, that's just my opinion. Whenever it's announced that you're in the Ring of Honor van, the Ring of Honor. The new one. The <laughs> yeah. newest accolade. Uh, who who from your playing days, who, which one of the boys called? Like, who called first? Who who was, oh. like, the guy that reaches out to Dontrell and is either there to praise or, or razz you? Like, who who are the guys? So you guys know as well as I do, the harder you razz, the harder you are razz, That's the love. more you are loved. That's right? love. Like, That's if you're up. not razzing me, then you don't love me. But so um, – I'll be honest, it, it's been by the hundreds, literally, via text. It literally has been. Um, my teammates know how much I love them and how much um, – and I feel how much they love me all these years later. But, you know, literally everybody that played with me uh, to a man reached out and said, you know, love you, brother, congratulations. Um, the one that, you know, is going to be a little tough because he would definitely be probably down on the field with me was – uh, my 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 best friend and um, fullback Adrian Bird, who was uh, killed a few years ago in a car wreck, he would he was a part of every single one of those yards, along with my hitman up front. And um, so that's the only one I'm kind of a little bittersweet. And had this been done, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten years ago, he'd be there. But other than that, man, it's literally been everybody who has just kind of reached out and um, and sent their amazing congrats, you know, congratulatory text. And it's you know I I don't get tired of reading them. That's for sure. We're going to grab a break, but you're going to stick around with this, Dontrell, because when you get ba- when we get back from the break, uh, Dontrell, is, uh, he has the secret on how to fix everything that the Lobos have going wrong on the field, and he's going to divulge it live over the airwaves. It's ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Dontrell Moore joining us. I'm going to try to stump him again. Dontrell, finish this sentence. The Lobos will beat San Diego, if, or excuse me, San Diego State if they do what? Rush for 200 yards and have two pick sixes. Yes. Okay. So take that to the house, literally, on defense. Dontrell, it has not been the offensive presence we thought we would see from this Lobo team. It has not. Um, we started with Houston Baptist and New Mexico State, and we were like, okay. You know, both of those games were house on fire. You know, literally, I was like, oh, this could be fun. You know, um, Terry Wilson throwing over the top, multiple receivers, right? Nine different touch, nine touchdowns, nine different receiver, or you know, nine different receiving uh, people to catch those touchdowns, spreading the ball around, and then since then it's just been like, oh my goodness, right? Cannot run between the tackles, you know, offensive line kind of not um, creating holes, not getting any pressure, or you know, not creating any movement, things like that. So it's it's been tough. It's been really really tough treading, um, and I'm not, you know, I'm not sure what it is. I'm not an offensive guru. You know, as from a coaching staff, and I know Coach Warham and those guys, you know, do what they're supposed to do to try to figure it out. And, again, you know, they played A&M, top five team there, right? It's been some 
some tough games. You know, UTEP, which, which was a little weird, started off well, but then, you know, kind of nothing there. And then Air Force is a top 25 defense, right? So I'm hoping that that's just a little bit of it, but the reality is San Diego State is maybe better than all of those teams except maybe for A&M. And who knows because A&M is now out of the top 25. So, yeah, it's it's tough. It's a, it's, it's a tough kind of thing to kind of assess because the level of the competition. San Diego State looking very strong. Lobos have a game ahead of them. Let's talk QB1 real quick. What are you seeing out of Terry Wilson? Because when I looked at the tape yeah. of him at Kentucky and I and I watched some practices, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, we have yeah. a toy here. Coach Gonzalez is going to love putting this guy yeah. out, putting some packages around him. Mm-hmm. What are you seeing from the quarterback play so far? So I, I have to be honest with you. I was the same way, not googly goggler, right? Like, oh, we have a difference maker on offense, right? Run, throw smart, fifth-year senior, you know, uh, pedigree, won a lot of games, you know, won at tough tough places. And so what I saw early was confidence. I saw time in the pocket. I saw uh, play calling that was suiting what he liked to do, which is throw the ball, run when he has to, et cetera. And then that's kind of changed, right? And the reality is, is he capable? Make no mistake about it, he's capable. But he hasn't had the same amount of time that he had early in the season, game one, game two. Not the same, obviously, time that you're going to see out in practice where he's making the throws and he's wowing you or even that he maybe had at Kentucky at some of those teams. He hasn't had the time. So I don't want to throw the, you know, throw the towel in because he has the talent. He's a, I think he's a great player. I think he's an all-conference player. Um, if with given time and the offense starts to open up a little bit back for him. But the reality is if we cannot run the ball between the tackles, if Stapley and the company cannot figure out a way to create seams and, and get movement out the offensive line, then – there's no passing game because they're just going to open it up, dare you to, dare you to throw it, right? Put 12 in the box, dare you to throw it with no, and, and bring seven or eight like they've been. And Air Force was getting pressure with five guys, four guys, right? So that's kind of what I'm seeing with Terry is that there's not a lot of time, and then he gets his feet. You know, when he does have time, he's missing throws because he's not used to having time, and I've noticed that. If he makes six throws, three of them will be on target. The other three he should make and is not making because three plays before he didn't have time. So – Again, it's a confidence thing both from a not having time standpoint and then just kind of the changing of how things have transpired offensively um, after New Mexico State. If there is an advantage of Coach Gonzalez and Coach Long knowing San Diego State, what is the advantage? When, when they're as good as San Diego State's going to be, I'm, I don't know, to be honest. The advantage might just be – Knowing the nuances of the defense, it's the same kind of, you know, the same defense, the same stuff. But even then, it's still hard to talk because you've got to have players. When you're a top 25 team, a top 5 team, you know, top 30 team, Air Force, A&M, and San Diego State, it's about players, right? It's about having guys um, who can line up from, and beat the guy across from them. And X's and O's don't really get it. And that's where the advantage is with that 3-3-5 defense, that organized chaos is what I call it, call it is, the, is the scheme. But what makes schemes go? Right, if 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 you're if you're an offensive guru and you don't really have a Dontrell Moore out there, I'm just joking. If you don't have a guy out there, then who knows what's going to happen? If you're a defensive guru, and even though you're really good, but you don't have players who can dominate the offensive line or dominate the other players, then it's not really going to go well. So at this point in time, it's a matter of do we have enough guys? Do we always have enough guys to to out to outplay their guys? And that's kind of what's been in my opinion, just what's kind of struggled the last few weeks is they, the other team was just really good um, and had, you know, 
better players at, at the point of contact than the Lobos did. So there is an advantage, obviously, from schematically, but it's just a matter if the Lobos can um, meet the intensity and just play football and, 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 and issue the challenge, receive the challenge of competing and see what happens. Dontrell, you've been in and out of these facilities and multi-different, many different roles throughout the years. The facilities itself and all the logistics that go into it are catching a little flack lately. As an ex-player, you've been in and out of locker rooms. As an ex-fan, you've been in and out of the stands. And then you've been in and out of the press boxes now as a commentator. What would you like to see done with these Lobo facilities? 30 seconds. Okay, here's what's crazy about it. The, the, the facilities are significantly better. The indoor facility, the, the stadium are significantly better upgrades, um, you know, since I played there. So I, I think the reality is you have to figure out a way to keep up with the Joneses, but I just don't know that there's finances to do that. So I don't know what would make it any better than it already is because it's not bad. It's just not keeping up with the Joneses. Dontrell Moore, you are the best. We're going to have you on the program often moving forward. Your personality is just lovely. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. When we get back from the Blake jo- break, when we get back from the break, Josh Fournier will join us, local comedian. ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. I was worried about having like a... Like, what's that called when you just have a sense of loss? Like, after Dontrell Moore leaves, when you just you just really miss someone? Depression? Yes, that's, that's what it was. I thought I was going to have depression. Okay. But what I did was I rebounded really quickly. Smart move. So similar to, like, some of the best or worst relationships I've ever been in, um, I just I just jumped into another one, and that's with Josh Fournier, who's joining us, comedian Josh Fournier, who has a show tonight. It's at the Tap Room in Old Town, presented by DJ B., 524 Romero, um, and you're here because Karen Carson refused to come, right? That's the plan? Yeah, I mean, uh, I believe so. That's um, a- you know, Karen, she's <laughs> super busy. <laughs> Is she? I mean, I don't know what Karen does. Let's be real. I, per- I don't think anybody knows what Karen it's, does. It's a hard world for people named Karen right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. as a ginger, a minority myself, <laughs> I know how hard it is. You are you are the most Anglo individual to identify as a minority okay. on well, AM and FM. You're the smallest population of anyone on Earth. You're talking about redheads. Except for that, like, oh. one island that <laughs> they won't let you on. They, football teams aren't changing their name from the fighting gingers, okay? It's not a thing. They did a long time ago. Look, both of you guys have your pants, your shirts tucked into your pants right now. It makes me very uncomfortable. Well, we're professionals. Uh, yeah, and yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I buy my belt loop one too small, so it looks the part. <laughs> you don't uh, dress for the job you have. You dress for the job you want. Yes. And I want to be a car salesman in Omaha, Nebraska, I think. Oh, yeah. 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 I look like a uh, Alaskan fisherman, so there's that. <laughs> Josh Fournier joins us. 97 degrees, and I'm wearing two sweaters. All, all of his social media. You do look like you're standing on a street corner. Like if someone <laughs> were to come up to you and ask you like what the shot was being called, you'd be like, we're not talking right now. We just, yeah. I'm, I'm layered up. <laughs> uh, everything's at Savage1Josh. You can find him on the gram. You can find him on the Twitter. You, anywhere else? Just those places? Instagram. Okay, so just Instagram. I lied about the Twitter, although I have it in front of me. Um, but I can tell by your number of followers you don't put the effort into Twitter oh, yeah. that you do the Instagram. Josh, uh, you're performing in Old Town, but we first met when you were doing the comedy roast of Kenny Thomas. Yeah, show and Kenny Thomas. that no-show J.R. Gidding. <laughs> yeah, he didn't show up, but I also believe that was a big portion of Buck D because Buck D can be ruthless on the roasts. I mean, I like to have a silly goose time. 
Uh, but yeah, he didn't show up. It was a good show. It was a great show over at the Chicken Waffles place. Over at Frank's. Have you been, Frank. Ben? Oh, I love Frank's Famous. Well, you know about that. That's so good. Well, you know. That was like one of my last meals before I went veggie. Did you? Now, you, I had not introduced <laughs> myself. I had not introduced myself to you before the show, and I had showed up with a friend in real life, Jared Hart, to, and we were sitting in the back corner watching. Yeah. Does, does this ring a bell to you at yeah, all? Yeah, I remember exactly. What stood out worse about it? Was it us with our bottle service of wine at yeah, the- you- <laughs> This chicken and waffle place, gr- granted, I almost lost a foot eating there. so delicious. But nice. secondly, like you know, everybody had like you know just a cup with some Kool-Aid, and then these dudes sitting in the back corner had flowers, a candle. <laughs> they had bottle service. Like, oh, did you bring a bottle of wine to a chicken and waffles yeah, place? We- they found it in the back. That's true. They're like, of course we don't have wine here. <laughs> don't, well, and they found one. And that's actually a half of a lie, Josh, because when we sat down, a friend in real life, Jared, said, hey, do you guys have wine? And they're like, yeah, we have both, red and white. <laughs> and then they came back and said, no, no, we don't. We lied, but we found one we could put on ice. We can't tell you what year it's from. I've never seen a VIP section in a chicken and waffles house. And that, <laughs> I was like, wow, this is really, uh, this is intense. I wonder if he's different. Josh, you are from here. Yeah, from New Mexico. I was born in Shiprock, but you know, I graduated here in Albuquerque. So. What, well, I don't understand the difference. What, what do you? What do you? What's that land? Bro, have you ever been to the reservation, dude? No. Or look at me. Have you ever made a wrong turn and ended up? It's like a horror movie, dude. Like nobody goes there. It's like, so it's like we got our elef- we got our shots on the res. That's oh, true. We yeah. got yeah Laguna. Yeah. Oh, so the Laguna try gave us our shots. I thought they were gonna like get back at us for like. You know, smallpox blankets. Yeah, they're like, like, here you go, take this like, shot. Yeah, also, yeah, here, take a, this blanket. This You're like, what wife. for? <laughs> so, actually, uh, that, those are Pueblos of Navajo. We were actually the guinea pigs, so that's fun. Oh, sweet. You know, yeah, good times. But yeah, that's dope. You got you got your shots out there. But yeah, I'm from the reservation, but uh, you know, grew up here in the city and uh, started doing comedy. This is home. You know, everywhere I go, I rep Albuquerque. And you go a lot of places because I follow you on social media, and you're not just funny here. You're funny like as far as you can drive. As far as I can drive, as far as my gas tank will take me. This last weekend, I did a uh, Phoenix, Albuquerque, and then uh, Colorado like in three days. So, how does your Tinder work? Do you set up ahead of time, or is it you just figure it out when you get there? What's you know what well for like natives, like Tinder's like smoke signal, so you just light a fire, and whoever shows up okay. shows up. You know what I mean? That's nice. That's very literally nice. the worst. <laughs> um, we are not coming to the show tonight. I want to more than anything in the world, but my St. Louis Cardinals are playing. Yeah. But because I think you are so damn funny. Yeah. I was like, well, let's give it an opportunity. Uh, who's going to be there tonight? What is, what's the big attraction? Uh, what's just, the big draw? Just some, I mean, obviously there's me. Yeah. Uh, whatever. No big deal. And then we got uh, Steph Darnell. Steph Darnell is one of very the killer, funny. very funny dude. Uh, got John Cuellar. He's like an OG in the scene. We have Karen Carson. Obviously, she's supposed to be there. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a great lineup. And this is a cool little venue. It's an outdoor venue, I believe. So, you know, it is COVID safe. Um, but it should be a fun show. And also, if you've never seen me, come through. You know, Hit us with that location again. The Addy. I got the Addy. It's 524 Romero. Now, that's just in Old Town, though, right? In Old Town, right there uh, across one of the famous restaurants. I don't. You can say the name. Hey, of look it, here. Look, all right, I'm real Albuquerque. We don't go to Old Town, okay? We stay yeah. away from Old Town, <laughs> especially <laughs> during Balloon Fiesta. Literally, yeah, you yeah. literally have to pay me to go to Old Town during Balloon Fiesta. So there's that. that it will be real tourery tonight. Very, very out of townery, but yeah. uh, that's cool. I'll be telling jokes and selling Indian names afterwards. So come see me. That, that can't be a. Th- what do you do? You just that. give out like, oh, like so much. cards? No, nah, bro. I just I'm like, oh, the spirits are talking to me, and I shake my <laughs> hand, and they're like, "What does it mean?" And I'm like, "Ah, Dolovachan." They're like, "What does that mean?" It means eagle. Like what? It's crazy. That's- <laughs> 
when I when I first moved to New Mexico, I didn't have like a like a very big exposure yeah. to like Native American like life, like oh, existence wow. or whatever. So anyway, so I'm, I was dating this this gal and she was so nice and it was like the holidays were coming up and I was like I was like, "Hey, um I'm excited about the holidays, but if we're going to be serious, we kind of need to figure out a plan." Yeah. And she's like she's like, "Oh, well, here's the plan. You're way too light-skinned to come hang out with me and my family." <laughs> Sorry. You stay here in town, and I said, "Oh, cool! I, I'm in the Southwest." Heck yes, man! So, th- so thank you for for greeting me so kindly. I I tell people like because uh, you know a, a lot of people haven't met Native Americans when you leave the city or the Southwest, and uh, they like yeah like they ask like funny questions like, "Do you guys still live in teepees or what do you guys look like?" And I, I have a turquoise ring, and I'm like, "Yo, I bought this from a white lady in Santa Fe." That's how you know it's real. So <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing. So what's what's the set to like set like tonight? You you doing is it pure R rated? Is it like don't bring children? You doing balloon jokes? Oh, I'm not doing balloon jokes. I mean, I'm doing just silly. We have a silly goose time. I have a set list, but more often than not, I go off the off the bar, off the set. Uh, Whatever happens, you know, you handle heck. It's going to be outside. There's going to be a lot of walking traffic, so you never know what's going to happen. We were recently reinserted into the comedy scene in Albuquerque because a producer of the morning program here, A. Marie Castillo, oh. yeah, she was like, she was like, hey, Fred and Van, like, you guys are funny in a craft way. I'm funny in an art way. Yeah. Why don't you come out and support this? And I didn't realize just, like, how prosperous the comedy scene is here in town. Like, there's some funny people. We have, we have some legit headliners out here. Like, one of my uh, best friends I go on tour with, Zach Abeda, he's, he's, he headlines. He's actually going to be with Chris Kattan this weekend. So, you know, we got some real legit uh, headliners here in Albuquerque. Chris Kattan, is he new? Is that a new one? No, he's in, you know what I'm saying? He's a, he's, a, he's on the come up, you know. Okay. Been on a little show called SNL, whatever. That one, know. that's also New Year's. Yeah, it's a pretty new show. YouTube thing. YouTuber. Larry you know, David, thing. I think, is producing it. They're on I... the come up, that's what I hear. No, but it's it's such a very good scene. And there's the thing that's interesting to me is there's not like a dedicated comedy venue here in town. No. At least that I feel. We have kind of one, but we share. It's the piano bar at Revel. Uh, every Wednesday night, there's comedy there, and there's usually a decent headline uh, lineup. So you can go. I'm there every other weekend, basically. So at Revel, you know, the uh, Uptown Funk Piano Bar. And that's the closest thing we have to a comedy club here in uh, Albuquerque. He's got a stage, lighting, and yeah, that says a lot of how little we have. Free to, free to come or cover? Free. Tonight? It's a free, yeah, free, free show. show. Yeah. So we're giving away tickets on the program. Yep. So Unlimited. <laughs> unlimited tickets we're giving away. The Quan's Auto Care Hotline, 505-246-0610. You call us. We'll put you on the VIP list for free tickets tonight to the show. First 15 people get a thing of green chili, but, you know, while supplies last. That's Just like one handful? Or you just scoop it right in people's hands? It's a hand? bag, and everyone's like trick-or-treating. It's a bag, and you just put your hand in. Whatever you get, you get. You're happy with it, all right? So we had we had A. Marie on the show, and we talked about this briefly. It seems like the comedy scene in Albuquerque is real clicky and divided. Like, what do you got to do to get everyone to form like Voltron and just have one cohesive yeah, can you, unit? Can you unite the houses? Like, me? No, definitely not. No. I'm, I'm like you know, I'm the original Night Wolf, Lone Wolf, dude. Okay, I don't know. Um, what that is. is that is that a Yellow Wolf <laughs> reference? I don't get that. I, I I don't know why it's so clicky. It, I mean, there's really no reason to. We're all going after the same thing, but there's so much. Uh, like I said, me and my friend Zach Abeda, we try to put a lot of the up and comers on. I think it's a lot of the OG gatekeepers who who were here before I was, or okay. very like clicky. You know, if you don't run with us, we're not going to book you because you're Team Jacob. 
Oh, yeah. Team Jacob always, you know. They call that the Skinwalker team, but we won't talk about it. <laughs> That's a whole other deal. <laughs> Josh, the show is tonight in Old Town. Uh, 6.30 start, but at Albuquerque time, what time does it start? Albuquerque time, comedy time, native time, you know, it, it, it 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. So then uh, there, there's what? There's food, there's alcohol, there's the food, whole Food, alcohol, it's a tap room, you know what I'm saying? And we were there uh, on another TV show not too long ago, and they actually have really, really good uh, drinks. So come on down, you know. Ride, uh, get an Uber, get, ride down there, or catch a balloon. Either way, come down there to the tap room in Old Town. Do you do you go to the Balloon Fiesta? Being from here, I've actually never been. What's your problem? Oh, you're such a front runner. Mm, you know what I mean? I don't know. I feel like a lot of like locals don't go to stuff like that. You know, like we avoid it because it's just it's a lot of out of towners. I, I, I put in one day a year. I, I like seeing. I've it. never been. I've never been to the River of Lights. I dead ass went this morning. Like it's like my favorite. I think balloons are cooler than lights. Yeah, uh, yeah. Faralitos. I mean, you set a bag on fire. That's not. That's not special. What was that word? Faralitos. What does that mean? That's luminarias. Why did you say another word that I don't know to describe a word? You're in Albuquerque, son. Come on. Four years. You got to start learning some of this. Are you talking about the talking candlestick from Beauty and the Beast? Same. But put a bag around it. I don't like that at all. When we get back, Josh, you told me you're an MMA expert. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. That sounds like a lie. This is <laughs> ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. The texter uh, just loves you, Josh. Yeah. So, so good. Okay. Text, the, text the program, 505-246-0610. Also, um, he says uh, whatever makes him happy to go to the beat of his own drum. I don't, know, I don't know if that was a native joke or not, or it was just accidental. Ooh, Very yeah. Joke. Yeah. Is, is that Latifia? I think he tried to slip it in there. Also, the texter says, uh, my grandson is a gender, and he is awesome, <laughs> so I assume you are too, Van. Oh, thanks. I like me, and you should like you. I'm yes, in on that. Don't get to know me. <laughs> oh, we were going to talk MMA back from the break, but you said during the break the dumbest thing you've ever said to me, and you admitted <laughs> To being a Cleveland Browns fan, Josh. Yeah, hey, you know, we're out here, dude. All right? All four of you. Yeah, dude. Uh, you know you know what's funny? I, uh, I Like when the Cleveland Browns started doing decently good, I was a— uh, It's not a sentence. Yeah, in Knob Hill. And there was this old guy. He had like a Cleveland Browns t-shirt. And I was like, hey, man, Cleveland Browns, what's, what's up? And then he's like, hey. Like legit stopped. He's like, are you a Browns fan? I'm like, yeah, dude. You know, I've been a Browns fan for a minute. And he's like, we have meetings every Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> like— no, dude. No, I'm good. That's fine. Thank you. Because all like, Browns fans are alcoholics. Is that Lumen, there's an underground Browns community in Albuquerque. I don't know where though. It is. Uh, it's a cult. It's a cult. And uh, you don't know this. This is and this is all off the record, like radio stuff that I'm going to admit to. <laughs> I weirdly got like recruited into Latter Day Saints the other day. Did I tell you about this, man? Yeah, yeah. You showed me the video. Oh my gosh, Josh. So I got like a social media video, like personalized to me from like latter-day saints recruiters and they're like hey fred we'd like to tell you how like the latter-day saints like church is alive and well here on earth and i think they also have meetings every tuesday oh wow so you know. probably one in the same same rec room they rent the same same uh halfway house that's cool josh Fourier tonight the laugh room comedy show 524 romero that's old town uh be there at 6 30 7 o'clock albuquerque time running a little late but yeah browns fan look we're out here point being we're doing good i was a browns fan when they were awful because people were like hey what's your favorite team and being from new mexico you either choose the cowboys or the steelers and i'm like i don't like denim shorts 
That's yes, yes. Great answer. Yeah. Great so I was like, I don't really like good in denim shorts. And then uh, I also listened to Machine Gun Kelly, and he mentioned the Cleveland Browns, and I'm like, you know what? That's my team. And then they're like, they're the worst team in the league. And I'm like, well, they'll be here. There's a lady in your life, right? Mm-hmm. So when you admit all these things to her and you're like, hey, I'm a Machine Gun Kelly fan. I like the Browns. I don't have a strong comprehension of like positive integers and I can't do simple math. Like, what does she say to you? Like, how does she react to that? <laughs> she goes, oh, baby, that's cute. That's- <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ew. you know, that little hair tussle that they do. I think I could be. Here's what put me off from the Cleveland Browns. It was a million. It was Kellen Winslow Jr. Kellen Winslow Jr. to me, when he was a soldier, and <laughs> I was done. I was done in Cleveland. I was like, I get that it's a hard town because it is a hard town. It's like a terrible city. Their river caught on fire twice. Twice, Van. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like this morning, I watched the Exxon Mobil uh, balloon not go up, and I was like, what does this Exxon Mobil balloon and the Cleveland River have in common? Well, they they both just caught on fire for a minute and then did nothing because that's what that balloon did. Yeah. And Alicia Keys. That oh, first of all, good. That's it's a okay. fire. That's all right. That's fire, fire we make. That's good good reference. Good reference. You're a big uh, MMA like all things combat sports guy. Oh yeah, you know what? We're in Albuquerque, uh, the best uh, gym in the country. It is what it is. It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I am only a fan of Jake Paul. I can tell, dude. Your yeah. pants definitely say that. You yeah, know? there's well, there's zero wear, dirt, or tear <laughs> on these, and I get impressed if that's what you're asking. The he this uh, earlier this week said he wanted to box Tommy Fury. Are you familiar with this? Yeah. And Tommy Fury says, "No, I'm not gonna waste my time. That's like a joke. I'm like a legitimate up and coming aspiring dealer, or whatever." And he's like, "Cool, I'll just retire." Jake Paul's like, "I'll just retire." Like you're not actually retiring. Like you're like this. All this is publicity. How does anyone not fight Jake Paul? Like you have to take the money. Well, as of yesterday, I believe I believe he's going to fight Mike Tyson. That Breaking got, like, news! Bum, 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 bum. Oh my you god! Know? Pulling out the Google machine. Is that real? Because if I have to say the word allegedly yeah. right now, I'm going to be real Google upset. It. It's on Drama Alert on YouTube, and that's a trusted source. <laughs> <laughs> hey, where do you get your MMA updates? I don't. This guy's got this cool microphone in his basement. Yeah, it's called Drama Alert. It's on he, YouTube. Dude. He seems legit. Catch up. You know. Now, he doesn't play audio over the clips he takes <laughs> off the internet because I don't know if he has the rights. It's only thumbnails, but, uh, you know, it's a trusted source, you know? How do, do, you, how, do you feel like comedy and sports overlap well here in Albuquerque? Uh, Well, yeah. I mean, we have the Lobos. <laughs> so. Nice. You know? Yeah, you get it. Damn it. You said he'll do it for $100 million. Hey, hey, hey. We have... The isotopes. Huh? It, I mean, it's the same joke. You just like. Hey. Oh, okay, here it comes. Hey, hey. We used to have the scorpions. That's okay. That one fires. That's hockey. You just did hockey. Yeah, dude. You know, because nothing beats hockey in the desert. I like how you're doing your stand up routine with physical motion and we're on talk radio. It's fine. This is for you guys. <laughs> I appreciate it, buddy. If you want to see the movements? Come down to Old Town tonight at 7 p.m. at the tap room to see my hip movements. Is this the kind of place when you're on stage, you're like, it's all about you, or is like the game also on the TV in the corner, and you like, you're not sure if you have everyone's attention? Oh, those are the most fun shows. <laughs> um, you have, have you? Hey, let me ask you: Have you guys ever done a comedy at the uh, finals of the NBA finals while people don't care about you on stage? Like, are, are you talking about the roast of Kenny Thomas? Ooh. <laughs> 
We're at Frank's Chicken and Waffles. <laughs> Everyone's up performing. By the way, it's insanely funny. I cannot stress this enough. And up in the corner, the Bucks are winning the ship. And like people are just like one eye on the Bucks the whole time. And I'm saying to like Jared, who I'm with, I'm like, Jared, they didn't even turn the TVs off. <laughs> like, uh, like we're not sold on this comedy thing, you know. And uh, in between plays, we'll glance over about but we're here for the bucks and nobody's a bucks fan in new mexico that's crazy well mike vital right right across the glass oh, right there yeah, from wisconsin who knew heck yeah dude the 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 most you ever fell on your face after you were professional i'm not talking like when you were learning mm-hmm. i'm not talking like growing pains in front of just your friends and family mm-hmm. like the most just like i cannot go back to this venue or this town moment oh like, it was my hometown of pharmacy new mexico yes you ever do a comedy after a country band when no. you've only done comedy for one time, <laughs> and your buddy's like, "Hey, I'm the manager at this country bar. Do you want to come do comedy in between bands?" So people are dancing to you know Neon Moon, and then in between band stages, they're like, "Oh yeah, this comedian Josh Warnay." You go up there and you're like, "Hey guys, I work at the 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 local establishment here," and everybody boos you. You ever been booed by a room full of like 300 rednecks that you went to high town? school with? Oh, that we went to high school with. Isn't it funny how like our side note that our old classmates are like half of them are racist now? No, it's way more than half. Why are you saying that? <laughs> no, you just found out in the last four years that they're racist. That's the difference. I, and the thing that's most interesting to me about like people you grew up with is like you and I have a lot of fun with this. Josh, you have a lot of fun with your your comedy, right? You yeah. have a lot of fans. We have some some fans. We have we call them friends of the show. Sure, none of them are people we grew up with. Like no one that we grew up with cares at all about this. Yeah, yeah. I get more love from people I've never met. Same in Phoenix, one hundred percent. And then like I can't convince my you know my close friends like, hey, come to the show. Like. I'll try to make it. I'll do it up and like five zero five two four six zero six ten. If you knew me before <laughs> I started the show and you supported me in any endeavor through, throughout my life whatsoever, call in. Yeah. Well, hey, guess what? No, no one's calling. Zero calls. <laughs> no. <laughs> like some of our biggest champions are like people you meet like over the air throughout. Yeah, yeah throughout. Yeah. the tenure and of you, being on air. You go to your friends, family, and everyone that claims to care for you, and you're like, hey, I just need, like, one five-star review on the podcast, yeah. and, like, I'm still waiting for a reply to that text. Like, oh, what do you do for a living, Fred? It's like, I've told you once a month for the last two years what I do for a living. You know this, Gladys. Yes, father. It's an actual job. A real, they pay me. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've told my family, like, oh, I'm opening for Brian Callen next weekend. I'm like, cool. <laughs> just thanks. I love the support. Love it. Why isn't you he gonna out? come help me in the yard next weekend or what? <laughs> yeah, is it's that so the funny. same day? Like sometimes we'll do theaters that are like 300, 200 plus theaters and sold out, and then you crush and you have a great time, and then you come back here and you're like I did the theater, and like nobody cares. That's it's the best feeling. It's a stack show tonight at the Laugh Room Comedy Show. Uh, Josh is there, Courtney Foster, Steph Darnell, Jared Ostrom, who I'm not familiar with. I Jared Ostrom, he's an up and comer. Oh, is he funny? Oh, dude's dude's legit. Uh, Karen Carson will headline. If you haven't seen her, she's at or near the top as far as funny ladies. And everyone knows I have a hard time admitting that's a sentence. <laughs> I don't. I can't really verbalize that one without chuckling. So, but she's she's very funny. Uh, I don't know John. Yeah, I don't know him. I get. Yeah, I've seen him. I've seen him live. He's oh, funny. He's funny. Yeah, he's good. He's been around the scene for a long time. And Sam Alvarado. Alvarado. Ooh, that dude's a writer. Yeah, you're ahead of the game of me. So check that out tonight. That's uh, in Old Town. The I don't know. The I guess show up at six thirty. Show starts a little bit after show that. Show up at six thirty. Come for the ha-has. Come for the drinks. Come for the food. Bring your turquoise. You know what I mean. Bring your green chili. We'll roast them on stage. And afterwards, I'm selling indie names. Come through. Boom. From the texter, I also have very few friends from high school. <laughs> Spot on, texter. Spot on. 
Just for you, I think you're very funny, and I'm a fan of yours. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me, dude. We will see you tonight, and we'll have you on the program again in the future. We're, we're excited to, to have a, a lot pro- of shows coming through. professional relationship. It's ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. It is a great honor um, bestowed on me. I know that the team feels confident. I feel confident. Our team, our team as a whole feels confident about what's been going on in our clubhouse and out on that field, so it'll be fun. That, of course, is world beater Adam Wainwright. Do you have anything from the Dodgers or just Wainwright? Just Wainwright? Well, that's all you want to hear. Oh, gosh, that's all right. There's a lot of Dodgers fans. A lot of the friends of the show are Dodgers fans. It's a big Dodger city. There are friends. Dodgers used to be here. But they're the Dodgers fans. There's a lot of people who failed in Los Angeles who end up here, too, so they bring their Dodgers with them. Is this like a thing about acting or something? <laughs> no. Oh. It's an under-the-radar Brandon Ortega joke. Wouldn't have got there. I want to I wanna hear it from him later. I don't believe Brandon Ortega, star of TV and radio, KOB's very own, started in Los Angeles professionally. I believe he started in Or Texas. is he a failure, <clears throat> which is the joke. <laughs> which is the joke. Therein lies the rub, Fred. Appreciate that. I'm very excited about the game tonight. Do you want to first talk about how the Cardinals went from a 1.3% postseason possibility of even making the postseason to becoming the hottest team in baseball and eventually derailing the Los Angeles Dodgers who have 106 wins and it's not fair to them or their fan base that they have to play in a win or lose one game, ride or die because the Giants were one team better playoff game? What do you want to talk about first? Uh, yeah, dealer's choice. Thank you. So, According to Fangraphs, the Cardinals' playoff odds hit a season-low 1.3 on August 8th. There's a 1.3%. Those odds aren't good. I I know you're not a math guy, but those are bad odds, Vital. How do you start preparing for the most improbable run in the history of all history? You don't. Prayer, I think. And then the Dodgers are like, we just have to keep winning because the Giants keep winning. The Giants went 106 and 44 over 166 or whatever it was. And they were only one game better than the Dodgers. But both teams for the last month have been in playoff mode. So that, that should make it interesting tonight. That Beyond interesting. And the disparity in salary is pretty high, too. Disparity. I mean, it's Dodgers and Yankees versus everybody. The Mets are creeping up. The Astros aren't cheap. But there's a huge drop-off. What's the Cardinals payroll? 136 or something? 136. Is that right? That was off the top of my head. That's, you nailed it. It's 136. And what is the... So if we want to talk how much buried money they have and injured reserve money they have... Some. The Dodgers payroll cost $100 million more million if you're talking total salary. And their two best players are not going to play. Muncie's out. You're talking about Trevor Bauer? (laughs) (laughs) Their three best players aren't going to (laughs) play. But they just kept winning. Now, to be fair. Uh, To be fair. To be fair. I mean, they're beating like the Padres. I mean, come on. Watch out for the Padres. Says you. Next year. (laughs) And it's the same thing I'll say the year after that. The Padres are the new. Same thing. They're the new Cubs, right? There's always next year. That's the Padres now. No, Padres got better jerseys. 
Okay, I got it here. You ready? Historic 17-game win streak. Okay. And they've lost two since? Is that right? So they finished the season with two losses. Whatever and two. 19 and two. That's incredible. The odds are, if they're going to play one, they're going to win that one. The Dodgers are going to put their best pitcher out there for two innings until this roster of no names for the St. Louis Cardinals goes up and just beats them up offensively. The Cardinals have two potential Hall of Fame players, <laughs> Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. They're not a ragtag bunch of nobodies with holes now. I don't know why you left Yadier Molina out of there. Three Hall of Fame. Okay, Yadier is 100% going into the Hall of Fame, but he's not Hall of Fame Yadier. He's... There's a guy on third. He puts the ball in play to the right side of the infield, Yadier. He's still that guy. Are you describing Derek Jeter? Jeter. But you're right. Yeah. Also, he's, hey, I'm going to squat down behind the plate for at or near 140 pitches tonight. I'm going to do it every playoff game. Does Pujols get playing time tonight? Yeah, absolutely he, he does. Gotta. Well, Muncy's out. Muncy's out, so who else is going to play first base? You're going to put Bellinger in his, like, 188 average? That's a very good question. I'm going to look it up. I don't know what it is today. Do you? Did you look it up? I'm going to look it up right now. No, we've been too busy having fun. We did laugh a lot today. Two good guests back-to-back. That was a lot of fun. Okay, I got it here. So according to the internet, which is MLB.com, so I don't know if that's a trusted source, Albert Pulse obviously is not – in the starting lineup. Playing first base is Matt Beatty, who's very good. Yeah, he's above average. As I look across, so I'm just looking at the lineups, right? They do have Bellinger in the lineup. Yes, Bell. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I heard you ask me that. In I, the eight hole. I should play in center, not first. Should not have ignored that. To me, he's an outfielder. Do you want to have that conversation right now? He's always an outfielder. I don't like that corner infield stuff for him. Oh, really? Yeah, that's how I feel. Even for a lefty? That's why you put him in the outfield. And that left-right switch, everything they have. I guess there's no switch hitters tonight for the Dodgers. But you're going lefty with Seager's a lefty, right? Correct. Yeah. Beatty and Bellinger. So you got three lefties in. Yeah, but they got uh, – I think it's Beatty. Is it Beatty? Oh, is it Beatty? I thought they it was Beatty. Beatty and Bellinger back-to-back, 7-8 hole, both lefties. That's not a good move. You think you would sandwich Pollock or Smith in between Beatty and Bellinger? As you look across, like the lineup, like we are comparing them spot by spot, like I don't, there's not a single betting person in the world that would say, "Hey, Tommy Edmond is a better leadoff hitter than Mookie Betts." No one, no, no one would say that. But then you get into a real interesting conversation because Paul Goldschmidt, everyone's taking over Corey Seager, Tyler O'Neill. Not everybody. Um, I think it's closer to fifty-fifty than you think. I, at a number two spot. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Tyler O'Neill had over 30 dingers this year, and people don't talk about him. Congratulations. Trey Turner led the league in average. Yeah, Not the National League, Major League Baseball. He led the league in being very average. Yes, I agree. Nolan Arenado is a far superior option than Justin Turner. They're the same player. They're not. <laughs> They're the exact same player. Dylan Carlson. The one's better because he's redheaded. Mm, Dylan Carlson is a scrappy young outfielder that comes up with clutch hits and has all five tools, and Will Smith is a catcher that shouldn't even be batting. Okay, first off, Miami. 
Keep going. Uh-huh. Uh, parents just don't understand. Uh-huh. Summertime. Wild Wild West. Jim West. Desperado. And that's just music. That's where you're going with this? And this guy can play baseball, too? He can do anything. Well, I heard he was, well, he was born and raised in West Philadelphia, which made his... Allegedly. Yeah, which made his transition to L.A. so much more difficult. <laughs> Yadi Molina is a first ballot, 100% vote-receiving Hall of Fame inductee. Uh, there's going to be a couple voters who hate neck tattoos who won't vote for That him. live in Cincinnati? Yeah. Cowards. <laughs> hey. He'll get, he'll get in first ballot. If you're a Hall of Fame voter... And you don't vote Yadier Molina in on the very first Hall of Fame ballot that he's available for. You are a coward. And you need to call my program. And you need to not just listen to me, but all the friends of the show as we berate you for your ignorance and your intolerance. One voter didn't vote for Derek Jeter. And you could change the logo of Major League Baseball to Derek Jeter. Yeah. And I wouldn't have a problem with it. If the logo, not because he's the greatest of all time, but he was the face of baseball for twenty years. If the logo Major League Baseball was Yadier Molina's neck tattoo, I would be like, that makes sense. That's fine. That's a very good logo. That's fine. We always open it up during baseball talk to friend of the show Marty, and Marty did call. Marty, welcome to the program, Maddie. Hey guys, always a uh, pleasure and an honor. Appreciate you, buddy. We appreciate you. You bet. You bet. I'm a, a lifelong Dodger fan. I suffered those 28-plus years till last year. Um, nice. I was not one that griped about the cheating. Um, I did, It seems like we didn't really know about it till after the fact, you know, so it wasn't like it was being investigated as the games were going on. I think that would have been a little different. Um, they still cheated, but, hey, you know what? You got to move on. And that didn't hurt, but what's going to hurt is if we lose tonight – and the fact that we won 105 or 106 games. Crazy. And to top it off, the freaking Giants never lost. With like, you know, 35, 38-year-old players. I, I was just amazed at the season they had. Because I truly believe the Dodgers had the best roster maybe all in the last 15, 16 years. Marty, Vital told me during a break one day that on 75% of games that the same day that the Dodgers and the Giants played, they had the same outcome. So either both teams won or both teams lost. There was very few opportunity for the Dodgers to ever gain like a, like even half a game. Right. I think they slumped that little bit. I, I remember they had some injuries. Mookie was out. I think that hurt them a little bit. I think head to head, maybe against the Giants. Um, but it's, it's going to hurt if the Cardinals find a way to win this game and they conceivably can, but it's going to hurt as a Dodger fan because 105 wins and you've got arguably the best roster in baseball, certainly the best pitching staff. I personally would have gone with Julio Urias. I think he's been the best pitcher. Is, is he the best pitcher? No, but he's been the best pitcher this season. And I would have gone with him. And he pitched on Saturday, uh, sure, right? Sure, I, yeah. I, he just scares me a little bit. Let's see what happens. Well, he should scare you because he has two different colored eyes, and he's got that crazy stare. It's terrifying. <laughs> like an alley cat. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, it's too much. St. Louis native. Do you think going up against, like, his childhood favorite team, does that does that scare you? Does that put whites in your multicolored eyes? I don't – maybe. I mean, I mean, there's always that uh, that sentiment, right, playing against your home team, that kind of thing. But maybe he's just way beyond that. He's – 
And he's a pro. I mean, he's pitched in big games, so we'll see what happens. But I personally, like I said, I would have gone with Julio because I think he's been the best pitcher this year. And nope. uh, it, now, he, is he the best pitcher overall? Probably not, but I think he's been the best pitcher. Sands Kershaw, Max Scherzer, has been the best pitcher in this generation of baseball. The dude can just be absolutely unhittable for a day. But I think you had a good point that, you know, Urias has been on the team all year. Walker Bueller is also a very good option. He's been on the team all year. If you you can't embarrass yourself and pay two hundred and sixty seven point two zero zero eight three two hundreds of millions of dollars for this team and lose this one game. So if Scherzer gets a hit, you gotta have Urias coming in, right? And then if Urias gets a hit, then you gotta have Walker Bueller coming in. You gotta just lay it all on the line to make sure you're even in the playoffs right right i think i i do believe though that if they get in i do believe they can beat the giants i do believe so why they have better talent and i think ultimately when you get into those five seven game series talent outright wins so i do believe but this is one game and this is scary about it right so that's the scary part about it it's just one bad night and you're out so Marty, we got to send it to break. I would say my last thought on it is the Urias kid is like 25. I mean, the lights are bright tonight. Like if if you got a guy, if if you're like, hey, all things are equal between 31 and seven, then then you, I think you go with the guy who's been there longer, like in the league, not but, on the team. Yeah. But, but let's not forget the kid won. He won in the World Series last year. He's he six and two, that. six and two in the playoffs. Like he's yeah, yeah. he's insanely yeah. good. He's been there before, so he he. Yeah, we'll see what happens, though. It's a it's a scary game. I'll be at the United game, but I'll be keeping an eye on that. So uh, Make sure we touch base on the program tomorrow because it'll either be the best or worst day of one of our lives. Uh, it could. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Marty, appreciate okay, you. I'll have, I'll have some stuff. All right, take care, guys. Good Bye. friend of the Marty. show. I like him a lot. Let's grab a break. More baseball talk when we get back. It's ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. What do you got, Vitalik? Like three minutes? Yep. We're going to have to stretch baseball at another 15, but I'm fine with that. Well, of course we are. Call the program if you want to call the program. Quan's Auto Care Hotline, 505-246-0610. We'll take it if it's baseball relative. So here's what the Dodgers have, okay? Okay. Home field. Yep. Probably better in the pitching matchup. Yep. Better team quality. Yep. More depth. Better coach. Better manager. Well... I don't know. You don't? Yeah, I don't One know. of them won a World Series. Yeah. The St. Louis Cardinals have guys that are paid half of what the Dodgers are paid. That's kind of how it plays out, right? $100 million less. Okay. Yeah. So, a third less? <laughs> yeah. Everything is lined up in a way to where I think the Dodgers – are favored like 51% to 49% because of all these factors. Well, you would be super wrong. What? Because the Dodgers are very big favorites in this game. Yeah, 51%. I just said that. And if it's 51.3, that's bad for them because the Cardinals have come back from 1.3%. You're not going to like this. Who is saying this? Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, and they're familiar with the game. They're pretty good at it. L.A., is negative 225. 
St. Louis is plus 185. Take that. Take it. Take it with everything you got. Take it with every dollar that's in your name. That's a pretty big favorite for a one-game playoff. Yeah, that is. Playoffs are usually like minus 120, minus 150, somewhere in that area. This is like a big favorite. Dodgers are minus one and a half, which is standard. It's a standard baseball bet. The favorite usually has to score more than beat them by more than one run. Very standard. The Cardinals got an uphill climb here, buddy. But they're at least they're doing it with three potential Hall of Famers, one for sure Hall of Famer. Adam Wainwright, Hall of Very Good, Hall of Great. I think Wainwright's not in the Hall of Fame. He's in the Ring of Fame. <laughs> Going up, up, up into the Ring of Fame. Hey, they made it here. 17 in a row. Are you familiar with Blazing Hot? Made it here. You're the guy who every March is like, that's my Cinderella team. I'm pulling for him. You're that guy every year. And you right now can't embrace that, which could possibly be the greatest Cinderella story of all time. The resurgence of the 2021 St. Louis Cardinals. The greatest Cinderella story of all time was would be the Rays finally winning one. All right, it's called the Cinderella story. It's, it's Cinderella is the greatest Cinderella story of all time. <laughs> well, that would just be a story starring Cinderella. Predictions after the break. You don't name a thing after the thing. This isn't the Ohio Valley, Fred. Text the program. We'll put your, we'll put your prediction on air. <laughs> Listen to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Oh! Welcome back to the program. I am getting absolutely roasted on the texture. This one is very good. Hope you get a serious case of the uh, crotch rot for crotch rot for saying that about my Dodgers. Signed friend of the show since the very beginning. Oh, okay. well, yes, I agree. Here's the thing, Dodgers fan. Our friends, Dodgers fans. I want that. You want crotch rot? No, no, no. I just want that. <laughs> I want that level of investment and fandom and fanaticism. That's a big deal to me because I have it. I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. I can't help this. This is my religion. Yeah, I got it too. I yeah, you I have it with it Houston. I got it bad with Houston. I get so upset. But unlike Dodger fan, I turn it off. I just don't go out into the parking lot and stab somebody. It'll beat somebody to death. That's a Dodger Outside shot. Yep, okay. <laughs> Lifelong Dodger friend Howard is on the line. Quan's Auto Care Hotline, friend of the show, Howard. Howard, welcome to the program. What is this crotch rot you speak of? I, I'm, it's been wished upon me by a texter, and I tell you what, I appreciate that enthusiasm. I'm into it. Yeah, well, if he knows what crotch rot is, I don't really uh, respect the guy too much. You know? well, I mean, we've all been in tough spots. I mean, is that something oh, you can take care of? I know what crotch rot is, right? Yeah. Is that like a Z-Pack? It's just like three pills, like azithromycin for three days? No, is that the, that's the bad one? I'll tell you what clears it up is one win in a wild card game. That's all it takes. Just, oh, that's just, I think what? it's a Z-Pack. It's three pills, a shaving of the private area, and calamine lotion. Okay, oh. I've had that one. That I, one's not, not that, that I know this personally. That one's not that bad, Howard. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, you know, I don't know, man. But anyway, Howard is hey, not you know, a thank position. you guys. Uh, you know, we are now friends on social media. Yeah. I hope it does not result in me being banned from social media shortly. But you know, we'll find out. It's, it's quite an honor. <laughs> we uh, no, we did. We connected on social media last night. So how nice that was. Name with a face. I love it. That was really cool. Yeah, and you saw my lovely wife. Oh, uh, how fortunate you are, my friend. Well, you know. I didn't tell you she's blind, but anyway, you know. Oh I just I just watched your Lionel Richie videos, and I didn't go any further than that. Oh, those <laughs> Lionel Richie was amazing, guys. He was amazing. 72 years old, and he tore it up, and his band was just really, really good. You know, it's like I told you, I almost stayed up and uh, called in at 8. I was only three hours away. Who you got, made it. Who you got tonight in the baseball game, Howard? Going with the cards. Hey, love that. Love that. Going with Wainwright. <laughs> He's going to pull off some magic. But I've never been a Dodger fan. I apologize, but I have not been a Dodger fan. I'm all, I, the only time I'm a Dodgers fan is when they're playing against the Astros. Ouch. And I'm going to tell you truthfully, I'm a, an Atlanta Braves fan. I grew up in a small town north of here, Bernalillo. And uh, when the Superstations came out, I either got WGN or TBS. I got a heavy dose of the Atlanta Braves, and I became a Braves fan. So, you know, back in, you know, Chipper Jones and, you know, stuff like that, that's about the only star they ever had, right? Andrew. They, Andrew, they, they do call Bernalillo the Atlanta of New Mexico. They do say that. Yeah, they say that all the time. They say, wow, I thought they called it the armpit of New Mexico. No, no, no. Oh, you get the joke. Yeah. That's... Oh, that's Espanola. <laughs> B-Town is what they call it, B-Town, so. There you go. Howard's got the Cardinals tonight. Oh, go ahead, friend. I'm going to shift over to the NFL. Oh. Uh, You know, there were some uh, quick moves. Jalen Smith got cut by the Cowboys. He's a Green Bay Packer there, (gasps) Vitale. What do you know? We need as as much help as we do on defense. Celebrate. Pop open a beer, Vitale. Celebrate. Did they go for that kid from the Lions, too? I don't know. Collins? I know Stephon Gilmore is a Carolina Panther, but. Um, Smith you know. had a huge contract, and the Joneses were talking yesterday about they had to get rid of that huge contract. <laughs> An hour ago. Well, you know, I hate getting serious, but I'm going to get a little serious oh, and gosh. talk football. So there, there's a stat out that showed that while Jalen Smith was on the field, the defense was giving up more yardage than when he was off the field. So they're going to eat seven mil this year. But they free up nine point two million next year in cap room, so there are you know it seems to me as if they're trending towards going with young players, C.D. Lamb, uh, Trayvon Diggs, uh, Micah Parsons, and I think uh, the Cowboys are starting to try to run the organization like a common sense organization. So, you know, um, having said that, um, you know I'm not going to hold my breath on it, but hopefully they are, you know, and, and we'll see what you know I what think... comes of it. But uh, you know. I think My Smith luck, had uh, Jalen Smith will turn it around and be an All Pro by the end of the year. It's, think, it's hard to say a youth movement when you got rid of a 26 year old. Yeah, he's not old. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's uh, still super. Well, <laughs> they got rid of a, a cap hit, 9.2 million next year, guys. Think about it. You know, that's that's a good chunk of change. You could probably get a good, uh, you know, sign some rookies and maybe get one good quality player on the free agency market. And you know, Tony Pollard is still a, a deal. Micah Parsons, C.D. Lamb. Um, Michael Gallup, Tony Pollard, they're all still a deal for a few years. If the Cowboys can sure. keep it together, they may be, you know, relevant for about three years. And then I'll just have to wait another 25 years. That's how it goes. I'm, I pulled it up just now because I wanted to make sure I was correct. 
So last week against Carolina, he had one tackle. And then on the year, he has 13 tackles. That's not enough tackles. Like, your job is to nope. tackle. You got great hair. If you're hair. a linebacker, you're getting the action. You got great hair, though. But they are rolling. You guys know as well as I do, they're rolling the dice because Vanderesh has an in- is pr- injury prone. And we've got a couple of other decent linebackers. They are rolling the dice. But then again, are they really? When they lose a guy that's uh, only had 13 tackles on the year, it seems as if I heard some sort of report stating that he was no longer a team guy. But, you know, they're, you know, they're going to try to cover their behind any which way they can. And, you know, I, I don't know. Jalen Smith is a remarkable story. And I'm going to tell you something. I hope he bounces back and has a great career coming from what he came from. Hey, guys, yes. you have a wonderful evening. I've enjoyed your show tonight. It's been great. Later. Appreciate you, buddy. Thank you, Howard. So I have a very strong opinion on Jalen Smith. About an hour ago, I was pretty indifferent to Jalen Smith. Okay. But now that he's signed by the Green Bay Football Packers, I think this kid is really good. He's got a lot of life left in him. Uh, And, I mean, he just fits in perfectly with that Packer defense. He's just going to slide right in there. He's going to start working harder for an organization he cares about. He's going to gain that step. And he's going to go back to superstardom, if you ask me. Well, the Packers need a little more speed at linebacker, and he fits the bill right now. No, he does not. He already lost a step. They just... He lost a step, but yeah. they got slower guys than him. So playing. everyone on the Packers lost two steps. So he's a step ahead. Is that, is that what you're saying? Still got enough speed to play defense for Green Bay. I agree. I want everyone to do well at their chosen profession. That's how I feel. He has not done well. If a change of scenery is what he needs, I'm a fan of that. I'm certain, though, that the Dallas Cowboys offered him to 31 other teams before they cut him. There's got to be a reason that 31 other teams didn't pull the trigger on Jalen Smith. Yeah. Pro football focus. The stats say he is slower. What does that mean as a linebacker? Because what do you have to be fast for? That means you go from eight tackles to one tackle. That is, it is it's That's like literally that. what it means. Yeah. It means you make draft pick Micah Parsons look that much better. Well, and if you play outside linebacker like he did, uh, you got to have some speed. Yeah, you got to be able to, and that's a tough one too because you got to go around the edge, and then you got to be able to draw back into coverage. And like a lot of people would argue, it's the hardest position to play of the easiest positions, which is linebacker, because basically now they use that as a defensive end now as a stunt. I'm not going to sit here and say I could tackle Barry Sanders because I don't know if I could. But if Barry Sanders, like if I got my hands on Barry Sanders, I feel like I'd be able to just like push him to the ground, right? You know how wide he is? No. You know, Barry Sanders used to be a practiced ballerina in the offseason to work on his balance and his agility. Barry Sanders wore a tutu in the offseason to make sure that Fred Slow could not tackle him. I can't tell if you're, like, being serious. No, this is legit. It is very real. He took ballet classes. Yep. Yeah, Barry Sanders took ballet classes in the offseason. This is like, what you're describing is like a Full House episode. You're you're Googling it, aren't you? You don't believe me. <laughs> well, first, I'm not Googling it, but yes, I do not believe you. <laughs> the wrap-up are Major League Baseball wildcard playoff talks after a little derailment on Jalen Smith. I got the Cardinals getting to Scherzer early. 
I got the Cardinals jumping out early, and I got it being the most boring game in the history of all baseball, and I'm going to love every second of it as the Cardinals will coast to a six-rip victory over the Dodgers in L.A., and the fandom will ab- will abandon the Dodgers before the end of the game. And, and Dodger Stadium will be blanketed in booze and, and chance of, of – Wait, of, B-O-O-S or B-O-O-Z-E? Yes, both. Okay. A combination. <laughs> and, and slowly, similar to whenever – when Rocky went into Russia, the crowd will turn in favor of the visiting St. Louis Cardinals – and there will be no joy in Mudville. Well, uh, Wainwright's pitching well. Don't take him out after 70 pitches like Cora did last night. That was kind of a head scratch. If they're up 6-0, feel free. Well, you got Severino in behind him. Like, you got a, another ace f- taking over for your ace. I think it's a bad move. It shows desperation. But Garrett Cole had two bad pitches. He had two bad pitches, and they both went out of the park. You can't throw fastballs over the middle of the plate against professionals. If you want to see really weak contact tonight, watch Adam Wainwright throw his cutter at Dodgers. Because Dodgers, will, they'll hit it, and it'll trickle down the infield. Grounder that, after grounder yes. after grounder. Yeah, you're right. He does and then ground balls. And what will happen is like everyone will pull a Matt Muncy and go for – or excuse me, not a Matt Muncy. Every, every, Matt Muncy's out. He's not playing. <laughs> everyone – Everyone will pull like that. Hey, let's let's put our head down and run as fast as we can as first, and then you're gonna blow out a quad or something, Ooh. and you're gonna be done. Like that's the kind of stuff that happens against a team that can't like put any power on the ball, because teams get frustrated at the plate. The second time you see that, and you're like, why am I not doing what I've done historically my entire professional career? Because that curveball goes twelve to six. Watch out! It's one of the best in the bigs. That cutter boy. Yeah. My prediction: five or six rip the good guys visiting. The L.A. Dodgers. Who you got, man? I unfortunately have the Dodgers, my friend. I don't understand why you just said this to me. Max Scherzer is too good. He's an absolute bulldog. He does not care about the gravity of this game. He doesn't care it's a one-game playoff game because every single game that he's out on the bump, that's how he treats it. Speaking of, Matt Scherzer on his fifth pitch to Tommy Edmond. Tommy Edmond rips a single into right center. Tommy Edmond on first. Stepping up to bat, Paul Goldschmidt. The results of that when we get back. ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Tommy Edmond shows Major League Baseball how fast he is and he takes second base. Matt Scherzer living in fear. Look at that. Oh, my gosh. All right, so wild pitch. Freebie. All right, I got to catch everyone up. So Edmond takes second on Scherzer sleeping. He then walks Goldschmidt unintentionally, but intentionally because he was only on the outside corners. Tyler O'Neill sack fly to right in foul territory. Betts brings it in, advances Edmund to third, runners at the corners. Nolan Arenado up to bat. Wild pitch. Tommy Edmund scores. The good guy St. Louis Cardinals are up in front 1-0. And there's one out in the first. Matt Scherzer is 15 pitches in, and to my count, four of them have been strikes. He looks like he's aiming. He's not throwing the ball. He's aiming the ball. He has to, on a one and two count, he's going to go dead over the middle to Arenado right here. And Arenado hits it a country mile. It's straight up in the air, and it's going to fall lifelessly to left center, and Goldschmidt won't be able to advance. So two down, top of the first, and the St. Louis Cardinals – 
Got one on the board. Hey, why don't you check those percentages now, big guy? Why don't you call Vegas right now, big guy? Okay, I will. I'll, I'll look right. Wait, is it better than 1.3? Because that's all the Cardinals need. I can prove it. <laughs> We're going to talk NBA as I keep one eye on the game. Max Scherzer's nickname, by the way, Brown Eye. That's his nickname. So I don't know if you guys know that. That's his official nickname on. It was Mad Max. On you right now. No, it's. Uh, you said it out loud just now. Well, it's actually on baseballreference.com. So, so it has to be true. That's not. It's not. If okay, the money line has improved. You don't say. The Dodgers are still favorites. <laughs> they're down one and they're still favorites. Minus 160. Dylan Carlson takes one over the middle as Paul Goldschmidt. Stands at second. Matt Scherzer approaching 20 pitches in the first. He's not going to get through four innings. This is exactly how the Cardinals scripted the first inning. Even with the inning still going, you get one on the board. You get two-thirds of the way to turn the lineup over. You make Matt Scherzer throw 20 pitches. That's the start you envision. Carlson hits a dribbler to second, and he outruns it. He's safe. He infield single for Dylan Carlson. Um, because I told you he's the fastest human being on the planet, and he's left-handed, so he gets that advantage to first base when you're a left-hander. Just step closer. So right now, the St. Louis Cardinals have a leadoff single, which put Edmund on first. They have a couple sack flies, a wild uh, pitch. He bobbled it. That's a bobble. And was that Corey Seager? Yep. And Corey Seager, who we've had this talk about, is just a complete liability offensively and defensively for this L.A. Dodgers team. He can't get it out of his glove. Maybe that's an outfielder's glove. Maybe him and Bellinger got it confused. Seager being a liability offensively and defensively is super false outside of St. Louis, Missouri. Runners on the corners. The Cardinals have one actual hit in the inning because they're going to end up calling that an error, I believe. And you got poke it to right field extraordinaire Yadier Molina up to bat. Yadier Molina hits one. And he tries to yank it. Yeah. So that one. Okay. But this is what you want. Max Scherzer threw 19 pitches. You got to run on the board. You're about to turn your lineup over. Could not be scripted any better for the St. Louis Cardinals. Sky high was Jair Molina. They're going to check Scherzer's glove, belt, and hat as he exits the field. And his response to that is, "Did you just see what happened? I obviously don't have anything. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have an immaculate inning and strike out the side. If Max Scherzer cheated, Max Scherzer is one of those guys that I don't think he ever cheated." I think he's just that good. Oh, I agree. He's just that much better than everybody. Yeah. If Max Scherzer starts cheating, it's going to be obvious. In- Max Scherzer with his 14th no-hitter in a row. Can you believe it? What are the odds? What if Schilt, like, to the officials, like, hey, go check the glove? Because, like, they're already in his head. He's 20 pitches deep. We're only mid-first. The Cardinals got one run on with one hard-hit ball in their first five at-bats. And he put one in the dirt to the outside and didn't really – like, field the relay back home cleanly. Scherzer's head ain't right. This L.A. Dodgers team is in trouble early. It ain't Wayne right. Thank you. hey Thank you so very much. The New, the New Jersey – I'm so excited about baseball. Here I go. I'm starting over. The Brooklyn Nets. Okay. Not, not the New Jersey Jets, which I was going to try to say for some reason. So the Brooklyn Nets are practicing basketball. They're missing one player. Do you know who it is? I'm going to take a wild guess here. It's Carrie Kittles. It's okay. What year are you in? <laughs> I never know. 
Wait, I just have an acid flashback on air. Is he playing alongside Richard Jefferson? Yeah, him is and R. Jeff. Is that the yep. is the offense that's out there right now? J. J. Kid Dishon? Yeah. Sam Cassell in the backcourt dropping dimes to R. Jeff and K. Kitts. Keith Van Horn out there? Yeah. Keith Van Horn just Keith Van Horn's posting up. Yeah, I know. Posting up on Coffin Corner. <laughs> Pride of Utah. So this I'm gonna call him a star. No. He's a star. I'm just gonna call him polarizing. He's a top 10 player in the NBA. Let me take that. I'm going to say no. I can't give you the list of 10 right now because I'm currently in baseball fandom mode. Okay. But he's not. LeBron. Yes. Giannis. Yeah. Luka. Yeah. Steph. Yeah. Doncic. No, it's the same person. Uh, Vujicic. Yeah. Um, A healthy clay. Jason Tatum. Jay Tate's. I'm from St. Louis, so Bradley Beal. <laughs> who's not playing either, <laughs> so watch out. You got another guy who's not playing. Okay, who else you put there? Uh, Those so, are the obvious answers. There's at least seven in front of him. Oh, my God, we forgot about KD. So KD. <laughs> He's so soft. Uh, KD. So there's forgot eight. About KD. Forgot about Anthony Davis. So there's nine. Okay, so we got nine. Now, who do you slot in number 10? Over Kyrie? Yeah. We could find it. It's Kyrie. So he's a top 15 guy. He's a top 11 player. For some reason, Adam Wainwright's wearing a goatee, and I think the odds for the Cardinals have gone down. Adam Wainwright has shaved it into a goatee. Uh, odds for the Cardinals just went up. The Dodgers are now, they went from negative 175 to 170 when Adam Wainwright walked out on the mound with a goatee. So that's good news for the Cardinals. It's also a good news for everyone who likes to wear red hats because he looks the part now. Hard hit. Oh, man, that's not a good start. Yeah, hard hit, too short, and Sosa can't come up with it. So, It is Mookie Betts, though. Yeah, the leadoff. You expect Mookie Betts to get on base. For the Dodgers is on, and that won't be an error. That's a hard hit single. So Kyrie Irving flat out said that he's not doing it. Public statement, I'm not doing it. Bradley Beal, I think Bradley Beal's going to cave just like Andrew Wiggins did. But I think we're going to have the entire NBA vaccinated except for Kyrie Irving very soon. This is a hill that he's willing to die on. Because if you know anything about Kyrie Irving, he believes the earth is flat. He believes a lot of nonsensical, crazy stuff. He's willing to just miss games to go on social justice rants. And as, as far as that's concerned, go, good for him. Yes. Go crazy. The flat earther and then the microchips and the vaccine stuff turns me off from the dude a little bit. It's like a pass ball. Mookie Betts does not advance well, he the second. Well, and the reason he can't advance because the greatest of all time, Yadier Molina, is behind the plate, and he takes this, and it's actually a wild pitch. He ta he bats it down and keeps it in front of him and keeps the runner in front of him. And Mookie Betts is, well, here's the thing. You don't go into like a quick draw with Yadier Molina. You no. lose. You got to be for sure yeah. if you're going to run on Molina. That's not a duel that even at high noon you have a shot at. I like that he's standing his ground. Um, Steve Nash was asked about if he'll return to, to practice, and he says, quote, as it stands now, no. I mean, that's as simple as it goes. Hey, this is America, last time I checked. Yeah, do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Go bonkers. Here's the thing, though. The boys see you.
Yep. And like, because the boys are like, you know, I envision him being part of the team. That's what the boys say. Yeah. Why wouldn't you, man? A lot of money. No, like he just wants to play basketball with his friends, right? He wants to make a bunch of money and be famous and play basketball with his friends. Of course they just think that he's going to give in at the 11th hour and be like, okay, fine. I want to play basketball with my friends. I give in. I did my research, and there's not microchips in here that make my pee-pee soft, and it turns me into a robot zombie in 18 months. Probably. I mean. Seeger is worth the count to two and two. I know we need a break. So there's one more pitch before I'm willing to take it by now. <laughs> He's got to try to make up for fumbling in the field here. Down the middle, full count. Or, excuse me, strikeout. Adam Wainwright. Might as well be a poker dealer with the way he's out there. ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Trey Turner hits one super soft, like Kevin Durant soft, to Sosa at short. FC to get Mookie Betts at second. Justin Turner hits a comebacker up the middle, and look what I found, says Adam Wainwright. He snags it out of midair and then shows it to the official like he's holding a found tic-tac and a couch cushion. He holds it out in front of him and says, does this still look good? St. Louis Cardinals exit the field up one rip over the Dodgers at L.A. Stadium. You know what doesn't look good? Jacksonville Jaguars locker room. Oh, gosh. It seems like there was more drama in the locker room than I originally anticipated. I thought it was all fun and games. A creepy old white guy tries to go have a good time and dance with some ladies. I thought he would have got home to Jacksonville and, like, the linebacker core would be like, all right, did you score? Like, tell us the whole story. Like, we don't work for TMZ. What really happened, Urban? But they were kind of, like, disappointed in him. Yeah. He went, Urban Meyer went and apologized to every single position group two days ago and then apologized to every single member of the Jacksonville Jaguars organization in one big group today. Quote from Urban Meyer. I had at least three or four conversations with Shad. The message is loud and clear, and I agree with it. Here's the statement from Shad Khan as you sent it to me last night, Van, in text. I have addressed this matter with Urban. Specifics our conversation will be held in confidence. What I will say about his conduct last weekend is inexcusable. I appreciate Urban's remorse, which I believe is sincere. I pride myself and think of myself as a man of faith. And there's a drive into deep left field by Castellanos, and that'll be a home run. And so that'll make it a 4-0 ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. I don't know if it's going to be for the Reds. I don't know if it's going to be for my bosses at Fox. I love that this meme is still alive and they're finding tangible reasons to reuse it. Oh, gosh. In another sport, even. This is a beautiful thing. There's a brilliance to the the Internet is so much funnier than everyone else. Like the funniest guy, you know, is not as funny as the Internet. Right. The funniest guy, you know, works at Kinko's. Yeah. And he has a secret Reddit username that you'll never know it's him but he's got the hottest memes on the planet. I stand by this. Like I like right now there's a listener of this program, right? There's a there's a friend of this show and they are working their forklift job in a warehouse here in town. 
and they are the funniest person in town, and yeah. no one knows them. Right. But they And they don't know how funny they are because they've always been that. It's always come to them so naturally. Sure. And they just, they just cut it up with their warehouse buddies all the time on a forklift. Max Scherzer cannot put one over the plate. Well, he's missed, except for that one wild pitch or pass ball. I'm not sure what they called it. He's been nibbling around the zone. He's trying to get people to chase, and the Cardinals are not biting. That last one was in the dirt. Well, yeah. You want that pitch in the dirt when you're ahead of the count. Sosa hits one hard and foul. The pitch count up now to 24 for Scherzer, 2-2 two two count. So Meyer is only 57. You told me he was like 65. I was just going with his face. <laughs> he got football years. Yeah, he got football years. He's been outdoor all day, every day. For all the years. He's a, he's pretty sexy for a raisin. And of those 54 years of life, nine of those seconds of that life were on this video where he got getting handsy. Getting a little handsy. With what I would call hey, a Columbus 10. Urban, do you remember how recent hashtag Me Too was? It's still not over, you creep. Use some better judgment. Actually, Khan says, quote, what I will say is his conduct last weekend was inexcusable when speaking about Urban. Continuing, I appreciate Urban's remorse, which I believe is sincere. Now he must regain our trust and respect. That will require a personal commitment from Urban to everyone who supports, represents, or plays for our team. Sosa swings at ball four. It's a found ball to the right side. I don't think Meyer's a good coach. I think he was a good recruiter. He he'll, be at, he'll be at USC the end of the year. Watch. What he did at Utah is very impressive. Yeah. He turned Utah into a national title contender. That's a big deal. He's a big deal. Had the best quarterback when he did it. Full count. Scherzer puts one over the middle, and Sosa goes down swinging. That's as good of a battle as you're going to see in playoff baseball. And it took eight pitches for Scherzer to get him there. So the Cardinals still working that right arm. I, I know how tempting it is for any college coach to want to prove that, hey, I could do it in the NFL. I could do it with a roster of all NFL professional athletes. This is how good of a coach I am. You've seen it over and over and over again. Like, who's been successful at it? Jimmy Johnson? Pete Carroll? Who else? I'm really putting a thought into this. There's like two. Two out of like 50 people who've tried. Yeah, and like laughably, like the greatest guy, like Nick Saban. Like yeah. laughably. Went, tuck tail went right back. Literally yeah. left a note. Even Lou Holtz couldn't do it. Lou Holtz couldn't do it. There's just a laundry list Kelly. of college coaches who couldn't do it on the biggest stage. And I got that feeling about Urban Meyer. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll remain independent. I'll try to give it a chance. But like just as a coach and not a pervert, because at a pervert, he is elite. He can oh, do gosh. it. He can do it with the best in any league whatsoever. He proved it. Like, I, <laughs> hey, I, Vital, I looked at the tapes. He's got really good tape. Oh, he was of yeah. being a pervert. He is elite. He is a five-star pervert. You remember when Vin Diesel? Did you? Hey, did you see the way he cupped his finger in between those legs and did the the back pull? That is a elite, <laughs> an elite pervert move. So, I mean, I'm not questioning how big of a pervert he is. But as an NFL coach, I wasn't sold on him. 
whatsoever. I think he's just going to be in another list of good recruiters who weren't good enough coaches to do it in the NFL. And why why do you not want to be at Ohio State? How many better jobs are there in Ohio State? What do you got? <clears throat> Cowboys, Bears, Packers, Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. How many how many jobs in the NFL seriously are better than the Ohio State job? So it's not that they're better, but it's about getting out at the right time. So when Carroll got when Carroll when Meyer got out, it was right at the time where they're like, "Hey, name, image, likeness. Hey, all this is going to change. You don't have to be a good recruiter anymore because we can just pay people. We can pay kids to show up by the best ones. So the way that he was the best is no longer a like a relevant measuring stick to the best because whatever that thing was when he went into a living room, a la Jerry Maguire, Harrison Bader takes four straight balls after falling 0-2 in the count from Scherzer so he can trot down to first base. And the Dodgers fans who are in attendance because there's basically no one there. It's basically an empty stadium. That's the way L.A. rolls. They're so sad. Before I segue into roasting Dodger Stadium, Urban Meyer, I mean, look at his career. He's had a lot of trouble with tight ends. Aaron Hernandez, that was obviously a failure at Florida. He didn't see that coming. Tim Tebow in Jacksonville. I mean, that was a tight end experiment that didn't work whatsoever. And then that girl at the bar, like, that tight end experiment didn't work out either. So he has he's 0 for 3 on trying to go over with tight ends. Oh, gosh. He's a late bloomer. It, You're welcome. You're welcome for that. I hate you can that. use that again later when I'm not around. I hate that I went down that path with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this is classic Dodger Stadium. You have one oh, game. Oh, yeah, the, they're always latecomers. You have one game to make sure that the biggest payroll in baseball, the most loaded lineup in baseball, gets into the playoffs to play your biggest rival, the biggest rival they've had in the history of their franchise. You have to win this game to have this epic rivalry in the division series of the playoffs, and people aren't even there to cheer. 35 pitches through two as you're facing the ninth batter of the game, who is Adam Wainwright with a runner on and two out, is shown bunt twice to try to advance Harrison Bader. And Harrison Bader is the fastest. Like, if you're not familiar with the St. Louis Cardinals, you you bunt, and he's on first with a good lead, he'll end up on third. So what I'm hearing so far from your your analysis is the Cardinals have the 11 fastest players in baseball. Is that accurate? No, Yadier Molina is not. not bes- the f- besides Yadier and Goldschmidt, everyone is the fastest player. I mean, yes, what you're okay. saying is, yeah, you've broken it down correctly. Wainwright pokes at one, and it is a foul tip. Vin Diesel said to Paul Walker, like, like nine seconds for the rest of your life. Okay. And Urban Meyer was like, yeah, I'm going to take that to heart. Yeah, Urban Meyer loves Paul Walker. Loves it. Yeah, they have similar tastes. Gosh. Google that. Grab a break. When we get back, I'm going to tell you how Adam Wainwright's about to hit a dinger off Max Scherzer. ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Annual. Wainwright with the sack bunt. Bader to second. Tommy Edmond stretches Scherzer out to over 40 pitches, and he flies out to left before the inning ends. St. Louis Cardinals up one over the 105-win L.A. Dodgers in this wild card game.
Really good program today. Thank you to Dontrell Moore for joining us and cutting it up. He is very talented, and he's very smart. What an interview. Josh Fournier joined us. He's uh, just well, a super established comedian here in town. But, uh, yeah, he was tremendous. A lot of laughs. Had, kept it loose. And then, obviously, a lot of St. Louis Cardinals talk that distracted us from actual sports news. Thank you to friends of the show, Howard, Marty, Orlando, and Tommy. Today's varsity... The varsity of like we I called it subtitles. Yeah. So like you had said and what the varsity is for the listener that's like tuning in. Sure. We at the end of every program take one of our talking points from out the show and then we rank whatever we identified like with like a grouping of is this a varsity level player or a junior varsity level player? Sure. This started originally with us years ago on the weekend program when we did the varsity of fruits. Because you are an adamant banana guy, and I said it's all about the apple. I'm a mango guy. Go mangoes, number one. Right, which we both obviously eventually <laughs> identified was the JV level of fruit. Yeah. Yeah, jackfruit being number one. So today's varsity is the varsity of subtitles, because you said assistant to the head coach or whatever. I don't recall now. Yes. Or assistant head coach. Assistant to the athletic trainer. Yeah. Yeah. That's a subtitle. And I said it's just the assistant athletic trainer. Mm -hmm. All right, so here's the varsity of subtitles. Do you want to go first or do you want me to? No, you go for it. Go ahead. Okay, I'm going to go with the 2020 film Parasite. Okay. So I think Parasite was excellent. Uh, I won an Oscar for best film. It's hard for me to sit through, like, South Korean-made movies unless they have really good subtitles. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. Subtitles are very important. Yeah. Um. Number one on my varsity of subtitles would be way. Okay. Because it's a lot of things. It's a delicious sandwich. Yep. It's very important transportation in a, mon- a monopoly, uh, metropolis. So subway is on my varsity of subtitles. I think that is very good. Um, I'm not a huge fan of like French films. Like I don't like I don't speak French. Right. Um, Nor will you ever. No, I'm, no. I'm guessing. Yeah. That would be way down the list of what you would choose. Whenever Josh Fournier was in here, I was like, I know it's spelled F-O-U-R-N-I-E-R, but I know that's not how you say Fournier. Okay. It's French. So I'm going to go with the 1966 French story, A Man and a Woman, just beautifully subtitled. Okay. Uh, you don't lose anything in transition. And also, if you liked to watch like the blossoming love story of like Palme d'Or, uh, yeah, go do that. Uh, very similar to Parasite. Okay. Next on my varsity of subtitles. Yes. I'm going to go with cutaneous. Uh, okay. I think it's very important for human beings, everything that's underneath your skin. Uh-huh. So I'm definitely putting cutaneous in my varsity of subtitles. I don't hate that. Okay. Full count to Seeger, and it was dead red down the middle. He swung as hard as any human being ever has and tips it into the... Chess play the Yadier Molina, and it falls foul. The 1997 international film, Life is Beautiful, this one inspired a lot of filmmakers throughout the last 20 years. Um, it's about a Jewish-Italian bookshop owner who tries to shield his son from the horrors of like Nazi concentration camps. Um, to take a French film about Germans and then subtitle it in English, there's like a lot of talent there. So I would say the 1997 Oscar winner, Life is Beautiful. Yeah, and by the way, shame on you Nazis. 
Yes. Yeah. Thank you for taking that stand. Now we got to call them after school programs instead of concentration camps. That what? 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 It's where you go do your homework at the concentration camp. It sounds fun and fluffy and light. This, and I want to go there. Is this a Boy Scouts of America Hitler Youth joke that I don't get? So, next on my varsity of subtitles, I'm going to go with Lime. Yeah. Number one, Sublime <laughs> is a very good state of being. Yeah. And it's also a very good ska punk cover band. I agree completely. I'm go with Lime. 40 Ounces to Freedom was real yeah. special. Tommy Edmond goes all the way across second base, goes to one knee, pops up, turns and throws. Like his arm is made of rubber bands. A strike to Paul Goldschmidt to get Seeger by a step at first. It's a really special thing that's happening right now on TBS. Turn on TBS. Marie Louise, it's a Swiss film from 1944, Oscar winner again. Okay. Um, but it originally translated to German, then French, but the American translation, spot on. Really? Also, has a couple musical scenes that I think translate because you get the idea. There's love involved. That's nice. Yeah. That's very nice. I'm going to go with par. Ah, yeah. Yeah, because um, I didn't have a really good uh, varsity this time. Yeah. Because all of my answers are very subpar. That's a very good. Yeah. That's a good pivot uh -huh. there. We were just five short minutes away from Mike Trujillo and his program, True to the Game. He is here until 7 tonight. Programming note, Thursdays are different. Well, he so starts at 7. He's here till 8. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. 7 to 10, yes. Programming note, Monday Night Football tomorrow. So we are here till 6. Michael of True to the Game will be here after that. So he'll be here to the late inning, late innings of whatever baseball game is playing. Then fly out to Sosa at short. The Dodgers are in trouble after two, and that's way too early to say that sentence. Wayne Wayne Rice dealing, low pitch count, banging away at the zone, getting them hit weak balls, putting play. Van, any final words before we go? Too much for the time allotted, my friend. Well, good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.